Other podcasts have hidden messages within the program. Send us all your money. Do it now. Our podcasts are completely clean of all of that. Is that why I'm constantly broke? TME Studios. It's what you want. Timmy Lorenton, Legend Nasty Boys, and you are listening to the SWN. SWN Network, boy. Stovall Wrestling Network. Where's the money? Okay, let's do this fucking shit. What's up, everyone? It is me, Caleb Stovall, here back with the SWN, the Stovall Wrestling Network. So good to be back after a week-long delay. More on that in just a minute. Uh, But I just wanted to say what's up, everyone. I hope you know you are staying safe, staying healthy, uh, and everything like that. And it looks like this difficult time uh, is, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say coming to an end, but it is really starting to lighten up. Everyone's starting to get out more. And some places are going to start opening. And who knows? We might be having live wrestling again, you know, type of thing. Who knows? But uh, for right now, I hope everyone is staying safe, staying healthy, uh, and everything like that. It is so good to be back here, like I said, uh, after a week-long delay here. And uh, to explain that week-long delay, I have to bring him in. And this is where I'll really promote TNB Studios <laughs> in this game. He is the one. He is the only. He is Chris Dickens. Chris, what is going on, my man? Yeah, if that's the only way you promote TNB Studios, maybe you should take yourself to Deathlock. Okay, ladies oh. and gentlemen. It is Chris Dickens, and we are back here. SWN Fan Nation. Yes, we were off the air for one week. And yes, there were technical difficulties. And to explain that, let me go ahead and dive into this. We did record an episode for this previous Tuesday. And as I was getting everything put together, I had discovered some of the actual files were corrupted. So we lost a lot of great content and was not able to air this past Tuesday. I do apologize about that, but we've got a contingency plan in place. We are airing this week. We are going to make sure that everything so, goes according to plan. So, that so in other to- words, what I just heard was it's all your fault. Well, it was a, a technical error. You, I mean, if you want to blame me, fine, blame me. That's fine. Whatever. I mean, I mean, I mean, doesn't I mean, isn't that what happened with UCW? Oh, <laughs> ow. Okay. <laughs> all right. So someone's been listening to the shootout with Bill Blanchard. And uh, <laughs> let me just say that, yes, I, I did get blamed for some things, but I will be giving my response to that on that podcast at a future date. But technical difficulties, my fault. Uh, blame it on coronavirus. Uh, I don't care. Uh, COVID-19 is what happened. I'm going to say <laughs> that's what happened because everything now is COVID-19. The show didn't air because uh, it caught COVID-19 and uh, I had to quarantine it for uh, at least a week. <laughs> so, oh, great. Now people aren't going to listen to us. <laughs> like, I'm going to catch COVID-19 from listening to SWN. 
Oh. Well, uh, also, I got to plug real quick. I got to give a shout out to James Caleb Kitchens uh, for having me on, of course, as always, with an evolved review. That's right. An evolved review. If you have not checked it out, um, please go and check it out. We have a Facebook, uh, uh, an evolved review. Uh, find it on Facebook. And you can also find it on YouTube uh, as well. Please subscribe. Please like it and everything like that. Um, it's part of a, a, a bigger thing that uh, James Kitchens is doing too, uh, and he's doing some big things with that. Um, but it's an awesome show that, uh, or an awesome uh, discussion, I guess you should say, that I'm on uh, with James Caleb Kitchens, and it airs every Sunday night at 8 o'clock on Facebook Live. Um, you can join in and join in on the conversations. We will be there, uh, uh, me, James, and uh, usually our guest is on there, too, that we have on the show. We've been having um, some big-time guests uh, recently, if you've seen Chris. I have seen uh, a lot of great discussions uh, discussing uh, the Dark Side of the Ring episodes. Yes, I was going to get to that, but, but uh, I decided to become or tap into my Eric Bischoff and give a long-winded bullshit <laughs> thing. So, so speaking of long and winded, Blue Chew Go. Oh, just sorry. Please I was trying don't. to go into my Conrad no. uh, promotional part. No. Um, save with Comrade. I, I, I will stab you. <laughs> I will stab you in but, the neck with a knife. But I'm not going to promote any of that stuff. I'm not going to promote um, any, anything dealing with Conrad. I'm not going there. But I will promote I love some all TMB. those shows, but I, not here. I will promote some TMB studio news real quick there before we get to the, to the programming. Um, well... I will do it at the end of the podcast, but I will go ahead and give a few uh, hints right here that there is some big, major things happening with TMB Studios. Um, what is this, Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yes, we're going to make it through. The, we're going to make it through the temple first before I reveal anything. Um, it's Nickelodeon. Okay. Oh God! I have to bring Nick Cannon in in order to make sure we promote everything correctly. Oh fuck no! <laughs> Hell no! That means then we're going to be trying to guess who the fuck's under the mask. <laughs> And I am not doing that bullshit again. It's, uh, what's his face who won the uh, 24-7 title? <laughs> Get the fuck out, too. And I can see it. I can see it now, too. That motherfucker, R-Truth, pops out. He's like, he's like, surprise! And he just, like, comes and, like, beats whoever <laughs> has the title. Looks like, at me, he goes, Gronk is on Good to see you again, Chris. <laughs> Thank you for getting my 24-7. I-95. <laughs> oh, 364. God. Dear God. 1977, Chef. <laughs> still, still the most oh, entertaining thing. It is, that's about it. But oh. no, big news coming for TMB Studios. And uh, at the end, tail end of the podcast, I'll dive into more details. Just know that there's a lot of things that are getting ready to pop off here. But it's not the time to let that fully out. It's the time to let Stovall go into his uh, usual stick because it's been a week. And I know he's been uh, itchy, a little bouncy, a little kept up, and he's got to release this. So go ahead, Caleb. Do what you got to do. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, since we were talking about our truth and everything like that, man. Yeah, you know, I want to talk about it. I want to talk about the thing to uh, who, according to James Kitchens, I watch more than anything, more than anybody, and I make no bones about that. But 
Uh, yes, let's talk about it, Chris. Bring him on in. Let's talk about some motherfucking pro. Yeah, I tapped into my bitch off the longest fucking. Danny hit, Danny hit the motherfucking in there. So. I know. I think you tapped into your inner JR as well for that. Yeah, it's almost like I've been hanging with Rob Van Dam. Oh. Anyways. <laughs> uh, so, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of a crazy Saturday night, I, 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 <laughs> sorry, I took a Sabu moment for a minute. God damn it! Anyways, <laughs> all right, so Saturday night. Speaking of Saturday night, night. Saturday night. <laughs> God damn it! Saturday night. Saturday night was AEW Double or Nothing. Yes. All Elite Wrestling. And uh, I was very excited about this, of course, because I'm excited about anything AEW these days, as we know, which right. I do not care. Uh, anyways, and so they had Double or Nothing, which I, I guess it's kind of their WrestleMania at this point. That's what they were kind of building it as, because um, it was like their very first official event mm-hmm. at the uh, Vegas or I'm sorry, at the MGM Grand Arena MGM uh, Grand, last yeah. year with uh, in 2019, where they sold it out. Remember, in minutes. Yeah, uh, less than eight minutes, if I remember correctly. Um, they sold out something that like that. You know, I I I don't remember. It that made history. Back, That's all that matters. Not even WWE was able to do what they did. Well, it, it's it's true. So um, yeah, but this time it's a different story. Because, you know, we're still in quarantine times and, you know, we have to do what UFC even uh, did, which was, you know, they had to have it in front of nobody, in front of no fans kind of thing. Although there were kind of fans there. There was, uh, you know, the the people that are under contract with AEW uh, who were out in the crowd, including, yeah, old Mr. Pineapple Pete himself. (laughs) Should be. I knew that was the like when I, when it opened up and I saw I was like that's the first thing Chris is gonna notice right there. Oh, I was like that's my boy Shug. <laughs> like, he actually posted on uh, on his uh, social media about his experience there at uh, Double or Nothing. I'm sure it's been amazing. Doing. Oh yeah, it was great. Um, but, I'm sure he has literally been having the time of his life. Oh yeah, I mean you got to think this guy has been everywhere pretty much. He's been over Europe, over in Japan. He's worked the local indie circuit. Uh, we've seen him at Pro Wrestling Experience. We've seen him at Flatline Pro. We've watched his career basically. I uh, called one of yeah, his matches. Exactly. And, um, you know, for him to get this opportunity <clears throat> and uh, actually for Chris Jericho to give him a <laughs> nickname that he's running with. And, um, and, you know. Well, if Jericho gives you anything, yeah, you, you run, run with it. That's that's it doesn't matter if it, if it is the most ridiculous thing. If Jericho says it. Go with it. Yeah, it's like pineapple <laughs> Pete. You're like that sounds great. Oh my god. Exactly. You, exactly. But yeah, but, he, I mean, he's he's you know riding this wave, and and I guarantee you, he's having the time of his life. So yeah, to him, uh, I mean, I'm happy for the man. He wasn't the only one though that was out in the crowd. I don't remember who all was like out in the crowd. I know that there were some notable ones, like Big Swole was out there. Yeah, and she was noticeable because she. She got in the face of like half of everyone on the card, pretty much. They came near. That's her normal thing, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. But um, then, like, you know, you had a bunch of other people, um, and you had Vicky Guerrero was out there. Yeah, Vicky Guerrero was like just out in the crowd, just standing um, there. I don't know 
you know what it was though but for some reason that worked i guess and i guess it you know because tony khan i heard him say this in an interview on aew uh unrestricted podcast that they have yeah and he was talking and he said i got that idea because when i watched the tonight show um he said that that's what they did they had that and i remember um when i was working at fox um that uh, at the Wendy Williams show did that before the coronavirus really kicked in. Like it was even before like they shut down and had to move to home. But she did that. She only had like certain members in the audience right. and stuff like that. All situated in certain different areas. And, and AEW has, uh, you know, been successful with this format. They've done it for a while now with the uh, Dynamite episodes. Yeah. And it's actually works. It, it doesn't make, yeah, I guess it just doesn't make everything seem so flat. Right. I guess. Like, whereas WWE, it's just like, I, yeah. I just, I can't, you know, I can't do it. It's just, it's too flat at times. There's just, there's no reaction. Yeah, you know, but, but this kind of format also gives, like you were saying, with Big Swole getting everybody's faces, it gives right. you these opportunities uh, for certain segments to take place that normally you wouldn't see. Right. So you get a lot more entertainment value for yeah, your Yeah, I, I, I really liked it. Um, I, I, I thought, I thought it, it added a nice touch and, um. And then, of course, you know, we have our announced team, the usual, um, Excalibur, and good old JR, and, of course, one of my favorites, Tony Schiavone. Yes. Well, really, JR and Tony. JR and Tony Schiavone, in amongst themselves, is a great pair to have. Of course. Competate any team. Excalibur, he's kind of growing on me. I, he I has say to grow that. on you. He's, he, 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 he took a little get for me to get used to him and then like I understood the presentation of him like I kind of get it in a way with the mask it's still it's something different you know type of thing and it's basically what AEW is is different all around yeah it's just like, it, it took him a year to have an understanding of when to slide in and make a comment and when certain points should be made uh, don't interrupt. Don't stop. Well, you're only learning toes. from you know two of the greatest of right. all time that have done both sides of it. They've both been color, and they've obviously both been um, uh, play um, by play. Yeah, play by play. Yeah. So, so that's I mean, so you have to you know get good. But I think that he calls the moves more, and it's because like someone I, I was watching it with uh, with a group chat, and shout out to the people uh, if they're listening to this. That was fun. Uh, we need to do that again, but we were in a group chat watching the pay-per-view and the guy was like saying, you know, like, I, I love the fact that, you know, JR and Tony are now so comfortable with the product and everything like that, that they're having fun with it. You can right. clearly tell that you can tell that, um, from JR, uh, and Tony, when they talk about it on their podcast, they're just like, man, we just, we love it. You know, that like they get it. Is it necessarily the wrestling that they grew up on? No. No, but they get it. They're like, they're like, like we just, we get it now, you know, kind of thing. And then Excalibur is definitely there to help them along with that. But, uh, you know, that's here, neither here nor there. They open up the pay-per-view, right? Um, and the package that they show was really, really cool because at first it was a, like, the immediately thing that they did, which I thought was so respectful was as they said, thank you to the first, you know, people or first responders who have been, you know, working with this coronavirus and stuff like that. Like, yeah. thank you, thank you, you know, kind of thing. And they had everyone thanking them, you know, kind of thing. Like, uh, 
I believe MJF even thanked them in that one. I don't even. I, I actually That's a scary thought. He might not have actually Did he shoot the burn at the end of it too. Like I, I really don't. I really don't know. <laughs> but I don't. I don't think actually. He. I don't think he was in that one. But uh, I just remember some that you know were heels were saying yeah. thank you basically. But uh, then they go into the video package that hypes everything up, and I was like, damn, it was awesome. It was an awesome opening. And then we go into the casino ladder match. Yeah. Oh man, this was actually <coughs> which a really was fun match to watch. Yeah, because it was a uh, it, it, well, it was a ladder matchup, but it was Royal Rumble it was a, style. It was the battle royal. It was like the casino battle royal from the first Double or Nothing, but now it had a ladder uh, involved with it. So it, instead of who's the last man standing, it's Who's going to get the uh, poker chip from above the ring? <laughs> yeah. And uh, th- there was a, a lot of noticeable things. The one thing that was interesting was that you notice it started off with SoCal, uncensored. Yeah. The two of them. Yeah, it started off with um, oh, man. Frankie Kazarian, Kazarian and, and, and Scorpio, Scorpio Sky. Sky, who looked at each other and respectfully you know, shook hands and went at it. Um. And that was actually pretty unique. Um, well, of course, and then and they like even like did chain wrestling. And yeah, stuff like that. you know that's a great way to start it off. I mean, respectfully. well, they're also teammates too. Yeah, so. but the casino. Now, apparently, I didn't know this like watching it, but apparently, you could win it uh, before everyone like even got in the ring, which is crazy. I didn't. Um, I didn't realize that. What you know? What would be interesting if, like, one of these days, we just had like a matchup that have that stipulation, and then that actually happened. Like, you get to like the fifth participant, and there's like, and then you know, it's all done. It's four over more, with. and yeah, like somehow someone just gets it. Like, wouldn't that be interesting? It would be, but then you'd have someone backstage, like Vince McMahon, ripping his hair. Like, that was not part of the script. God damn it. I'm saying if you booked. I'm it saying that if you way, booked it that way, yeah, it would be interesting. But that would be that that would be an interesting swerve. Or it anything. would be an interesting swerve, but then you probably <laughs> have someone pop up on the internet and say that was the fucking dumbest thing I ever seen in my life. That's terrible fucking booking. You know that sort of deal. But I digress. <laughs> it uh, sounded like you were talking about someone specific. That right? may be, but we'll get to that okay, neither here nor there right now. <laughs> um, but there was a lot of great moments in this matchup. Um, I have to touch this one because, God, Jesus Christ, being in the ring myself, I love Orange Cassidy. Don't get me fucking wrong. Orange Cassidy is one of the biggest freaking talents that AEW has at the moment. He gets pops wherever the fuck he goes, okay? People pop on the fucking toilet watching this guy on their phones. That didn't sound right, but but again, I digress. My gripe, my biggest gripe, I get the gimmick. I get the whole, I'm the cool guy. I keep my hands in my pockets. No, I'm not trying to sound like some fucking redneck out of uh, Kentucky. That's where he's from, right? Not not Orange Cassidy, but the other dipshit. Um, yeah, Louisville. Yes. How? And just, mind you, how do you mess up? A choke slam bump. This is the only gripe I have. He took a choke slam what? from what? He took a choke slam from Luchasaurus and um, 
Little dude. Marco Stuck. Because he brought in the ladder. Or yeah, something. and little ladder. he, in the middle of the choke slam, turned and landed awkwardly. And I'm just looking at it going, how? Why? Like I said, that's the only gripe I have this whole thing. Everything else that I saw was great. Uh, from the freaking... How dare you speak of George Cassidy in, in such a way? You I don't give a ass. shit. What are you got? The best friend's going to bust through the door here and hug me to death? No, or, or, is, or is Orange Cassidy going to come in here and dive off a fucking like table onto me with his hands in his pockets? Oh, well, Who cares? I, but but look, I, I want to go on to one of the debuts. And this was like unexpected to me because I didn't expect this. I don't even think the dirt sheets were even talking about this. You see Taz well, come out. That's well, the first thing. Brian night. Cage. I know yes. what you're talking about. Brian Cage, right? Yes. So, and I just I just went ahead and said it yeah. because uh, because you said something there. You said none of the dirt sheets were covering it. And it's like, well, no, because the last word that we got was he was injured, which he was. He was injured. I guess, obviously, he's healed or he's healed enough now. And, enough to rip um, the ladder in half. I, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, he comes out. But what was interesting was is you heard Taz's voice on the thing. And I went, it, it, it's like, who could stop the path of Brian Cage? And I was like, I went, I went, oh, shit, Brian Cage. Like, holy crap. Like, I knew I, I knew he was all elite wrestling. Bound. In fact, they said that he had been signed. And Tony Khan even said that he was signed. um you know, because, like, he was just like, I know he's injured, you know, and it didn't happen on AEW's watch, so it's like, why would you pay, you know, him that? And he's like, well, it's just because I believed in him, like, I really wanted him on this, on his roster. Which speaks volumes about Tony Khan and his ability to look at talent and recognize true potential. I mean, look at Brian Cage and what he did in Impact Wrestling. I mean, he well, was hell. Where, look at what he did in Lucha Underground. That which, too, which is to me where he really got it because, like, he was shown in that cinematic type of way, that presentation that WWE actually does like, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, but he knew. I get. I, I don't know if you know. I, I, I guess he just liked AEW's offer uh, more. Well, but well here's he's, the, here's the thing: a lot more creative freedom to a sense. With yeah. AEW. Well, that's very true because everyone is saying that in AEW. Like everyone is saying that in AEW, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. But getting back to the matchup and stuff like that, yeah, he comes in and they all like piled him under stuff like that. <laughs> I Wait, saw him move the poker chip over after piling him under a ladder. Yeah. Is that the other? Is that the poker chip on top? Well, what was great was when he went up to get the ladder. <laughs> Orange Cassidy jumped on his back, <laughs> and he turned around, and even Tony pointed it out on on commentary. Like Tony has some of the calls of the night on this thing. He go, he just go, he goes. Cage looked, Cage looked behind him and said, "What the hell is that on me?" <laughs> so, he, so that was awesome. Just it, it was great. Um, but some of the bumps in in this shit, like. 
Darby Allen's thing with the skateboard. And did you see him, like, get up the ladder? He didn't get up like a normal person would, no. like, climbing it slowly. No, like, he, like, st- he, like, he, stepped up it like it was steps. He fucking frog hopped that ladder. He did, because he got, like, up to the top, and then he turned around and I went, oh, my God, like, how do you have this kind of balance kind of thing? I guess it's skateboarding yeah. and shit. But he did, so he goes to hit someone, and this was, like, three, like, three seconds into his, like, whole thing in the matchup, because he's going around hitting everyone, and then, like, he sets up the ladder, and I can't even remember who was under it, to be quite honest, but he gets up on the thing, and then he jumps off of it, the guy moves out of the way, but he goes, like, feet first, basically, type of thing, and it, I'm just like, I'm just like, I will not be surprised if, you know, he just completely, you know, tore his leg out yeah. or something like that. I, I because some of the stuff I saw, uh, yeah, I like, was crazy. I don't even remember who it was. It happened so quick. Brian Cage threw someone in a turnbuckle. They hit it so hard that they folded up and went in between the turnbuckles and rolled out of the ring. And yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, he threw him. And then like, like at the end of the matchup, he he gorilla pressed. Um, Darby yeah. on the ladder, but he threw the ladder out, and the ladder was there was another ladder that was already like standing up, yeah, over there, and Darby went like it looked like face first into the fucking um yeah, bar well, between the ladder. I'm like that shit's sharp as hell. Yeah, that had to hurt. Oh my god, like like they're trying to kill him, <laughs> like. Literally, like, like, like they literally try to get. That's what happens when you have jazz. Apparently, as you're, yeah. <laughs> it's like and a lot there. That's gonna be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be interesting. Like and here's the thing. Uh, Tony Khan said it already. Um, he said that uh, the winner of that match is going to be the number one contender at Fighter Fest for the world title for John Moxley. That is going to be crazy, right? And uh, we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, a little bit, but that was the casino ladder match, man. Yeah, and this was just an awesome way to start it off. Yeah, Brian Cage won that one. I, I don't know if we touched base on that, but yeah, Brian Cage. Well, he did win, obviously, but just everyone involved in it from from Cabana, Joey Janela. Joey Janela wasn't supposed to be in it. No, he replaced Ray Phoenix because Ray Phoenix got injured, and Joe, and which to me, I mean, that sucks because good God, what would he have done in that Jesus. matchup? Yeah, I think of that. Well, it's scary to think he already almost paralyzed himself in impact in a ladder matchup, I remember. So, yeah. So, I, I, God only knows what he would have come up with. But Joey Janela being in it, I was just like, okay, I'm cool with that substitution. Like, that's really cool. Um, I like Joey Janela. He's, yeah, uh, Joey Janela is awesome. I, like, <laughs> I do. Um, but, yeah. So, they get a, they get a shot at Fighter Fest. But, that was the casino ladder matchup. And, uh, like I said, it was an awesome way to start it off. And then we're going to talk about this next matchup because, Chris, to me, just before talking about any of it, this, to me, turned out to be the match of the night. Now, the whole pay-per-view was amazing, and I'll explain why. But this was the match of the night. This was a matchup I did not expect to be as good as it was. MJF. Versus Jungle Boy. This matchup was fucking awesome. Yeah, and the fact that, you know, MJF and Jungle Boy have been having this little 
uh, dispute back and forth thing for a couple of weeks now. There was a lot riding into this. And honestly, I am very shocked at the performance that Jungle Boy put on. I actually, I'm not, I'm not surprised at MJF because MJF is good in the ring, good on the mic. He's just a perfect yeah, but fucking heel. It, hang on, but he's not just good at being a heel or, or, or good on the mic, obviously. He takes some insane-ass bumps, does he not? He does. Uh, sometimes I think he takes uh, bumps worse than AJ Styles. Right? Like, okay, so so they did the backwards Hurricane Rana thing. Mm-hmm. What What is the term for that? Is it, like, isn't there a term for it? I think there is, but it's not coming to mind right now. I can't, I, I can't think of it. But um, he took that on the ring apron, and I thought, oh god, he's literally dead. He yeah, because that it, ring it, apron has him. absolutely now, no give. You look at it, and he took it perfectly, and I, and, and literally he took that perfectly. Because if he didn't, we would not be saying that yeah, match was be, awesome. We would be sitting here talking about, um, yes, MJF was injured at Double or Nothing. Uh, it is a spinal injury. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be bad. So, you know, that. W- but this matchup, though, was just awesome. Yes, MJF won, which people say, oh, well, that's predictable. But it doesn't matter. It, Jungle Boy looked great. Yeah, it built oh, and up by the way, Boy this perfectly. thing had this thing um, that I think everyone has said that AEW doesn't use, but they do. But uh, this match definitely had it. It was called Psychology. Yes. Because there was – he injured a body part and he stuck with it. He mm-hmm. was working on Jungle Boy's shoulder. And Jungle Boy sold it perfectly throughout the damn match. Yeah. So I mean, their psychology and these two look like it. these two look like they had a lot of chemistry, and it makes you wonder like, ooh, shit, like, what if they even had even a bigger like feud type thing? Like, think of what honestly, we could get out out of that, and that honestly, might be where I they're see going. This is going further with that. They um, might because I I can't I cannot see how you would not book. I don't know if necessarily dynamite or, but I would book this more for a pay per view. I would book Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus MJF and Wardlow. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. And, and they and might do that even, for this a dynamite. Could even build up to something bigger. I mean, it could. I mean, I mean it, it really could because, dude, this this match was just this, it, it was just awesome. It was everything you want as a wrestling fan. It had psychology. It had some gnarly bumps. It had your, um, you know, your hope spots that everybody looks for. They looked like they were still trying to win. Yeah, it was even great. with the flashy spots. Yeah, it was I great. Thought. It was perfect. I, I just, I, I loved it, man. The, the, this matchup uh, was, it, it was just awesome. It, it, it was amazing. I loved it. Um, and then we go on now to, uh, which is. I guess one of the main events technically, but it is on the mid card since I guess it is a mid card title. If we really want to use it, do we? Okay, what does that even matter? All right, it might mean something in WWE, or it might mean even something on the independents or something like that. It's still going to be part of a major part of the story. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Any championship. Try saying that five times fast. I ain't trying. I'm sorry. I might screw that up uh, like I do last week's episode, apparently. Anyway, yeah, I went there. I, I, I threw back the shade at you, so sue me. Just like AWF? Ooh. 
really getting somewhere. <laughs> Ouch. Shootout. Coming soon. <laughs> More than a shootout, buddy. More than a shootout. Wait till we have another Chris Dickens experience. Oh, my God. I'm joking. Ah, okay. But anyway, any title in any promotion. Start selling the internet. Ooh. Oh. And that one I did mean. <laughs> Go for anyway, it. Anyway, any title in any wrestling promotion should never be considered a mid-card, a lower-tier title, whatever you have you. Um, any championship belt should be considered one of your... Top belts, period. Well, I, obviously, the main title should be the main focus. Well, obviously, I, mean, the world I get shift, that. The, the, the you know the heavyweight title. It's just when people it. say it, okay. When people say it, they don't know what that really means. Like, like they 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 hear mid card and they think that they know what that means, but they don't. Kind of thing. But anyways, it, you know, I could get you know go on about that. But the point is, the TNT Championship. We're gonna crown the first ever one uh, right here at Double or Nothing, and it is Lance Archer. Lance, I'm sorry, the Murder Hawk uh, Archer versus Cody of the American Nightmare, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. So, Lance Archer looks like a fucking beast in this match. He really does. Uh, I sat there and And just... not in the boring suplex way. No, he looks... <laughs> <laughs> ain't no, ain't no uh, suplex city bitch here. Um, <laughs> so, hey, it, it, hey, it's perfectly fine. Um, WWE sued me, I don't care. Anyway, yeah. He looks... Sue him only. Yeah, sue him only. Thanks a lot. Now, <laughs> now you have no show anymore. Vince McMahon's going to sue me, and I have no money to run TMB Studios. Then you're going to be calling AW, AEW Dark from All right. home. All right. Probably still on make Zoom. more money. On Zoom. Probably With still kitchens. make more money. Probably. <laughs> Anyways. God damn it. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Lance Archer. That's who we're talking about, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I lost my way. He... Does look like more than one. Wow. Okay. Can I talk about the match? Stop throwing shade at me. I'm gonna cry on the air. God. Anyway, Lance Archer versus Cody. Lance Archer just freaking phenomenal looking. Great specimen and can move, man. Yeah, he, he can move, but you know, I listened to him on Jericho's podcast recently. And the dude can really talk. I was like, holy crap. Jericho man. has everybody on his damn podcast. Well, he does. Just and about. I, don't know, I don't know if that's an AEW thing or if that's just him. I, I think that's like, him. I think it's I think it's someone comes into AEW and he's like, you know what? I'm going to rub them a little bit. Give them a little bit of, you know, some Jericho magic. And we'll talk about Jericho uh, later, I'm sure, yeah, because but I, there's a lot of things I'm going to bring up. This matchup was actually really good. But surprisingly, the one thing that caught me off guard was who brought the belt out. Oh, Mike Tyson? Yeah, it was announced uh, like either a week or two uh, before this that uh, he was going to present the belt um at double or nothing, and 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 you know, I, I was talking about Shug D uh, posting on uh, social media. Yes, he was actually hanging out <laughs> with uh, Mike Tyson. Oh my God, 
I'm so jealous. Yeah, he was, he posted a picture of him yeah. and I, I think it was Marco Stunt at ringside watching uh, you know, Double or Nothing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, damn, I oh, am you, just jealous. See, here's the thing. Mike is a fan of wrestling. He is. He is see, that was why I always, like, when he went into the WWE Hall of Fame, like the Celebrity Hall of Fame, I was like, you know what? That one I will accept because he didn't come in and did not take it seriously. He, like, if he had not taken it seriously, if he had, all right, so let's look at this, right? If he had not pushed Austin as hard as he did in that, uh, you know, in, in the infamous skit yeah. on Monday Night Raw, no which is it. still amazing to this day it is. when it's you watch the, it. It's one of the biggest turning points in wrestling history. Well, exactly. And if he had not done it so believable, no one would have given a shit. No. But he took it serious enough to where he was like, all right, so, you know, I'm going to look like we're going to fight. It kind of actually thing. looked legit like a skit gone wrong. And that's what made it so believable. And even here. Even here, Mike Tyson coming out with the TNT Championship. Right. And a little tidbit of information that was revealed that that championship belt is not, is not the final design. Yeah, I heard, I heard that too. You know, but it's still an awesome looking belt. Uh, it really like does it look, look really like good. It's the final design. Yeah. But they haven't made a bad belt or bad no, looking belt yet. They haven't. But Mike Tyson still. Even at this point in his career, right? Gives oh my a lot God! Of, when he took off his shirt, I didn't mean to cut you off, go ahead, but go ahead. when he when he took off his shirt and had that stare down with Jake, man, I was just like, oh my God! At his age, he still looks like he could kill a motherfucker, and he still lends a lot of credibility and legitimacy to the wrestling business. And the fact of again. The only gripe that I had with him was as he was caught on camera yawning. Yeah, he was. He did, but you know, I I can forgive it because most of the time, I mean, if you looked at him, he was getting into it when when Archer was like when Archer came out and was so I know what that's from. All right, so Archer entered right. His entrance mm -hmm. was he brought out someone and he like you know beat them up or choke slammed them in the ring and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's kind of like I think an ode to New Japan because that's what they had him do at uh, in New Japan. If you're like a big gaijin, especially like a guy his size, you go ahead and Japan. make an example of what you can do. Well, that and like Bruiser Brody used to do. Like ever since Bruiser Brody did that. Um, hey, that, that's the name from the past, but wow. ever since Bruiser Brody did that, um, he, you know, they've been pretty much doing that ever since, like with a lot of big guys like that. So Archer, they had him do it. So that's kind of like, I, I, that's kind of at least how I took it. He, it might not have been intended that way. That could all, have been a homage to Bruiser Brody that night. Not know? an homage to Bruiser Brody, but an ode to his New, New Japan, Japan career, time. Yeah. Because he spent nearly eight, like nearly almost ten years in New Japan. A lot of the guys did. They spent a legitimate amount of their career over well, in New they Japan. They did, but well, just like Omega, like he really made like. I, I, he didn't, you know, he wasn't the biggest guy in New Japan, but he was still pretty recognizable mm -hmm. at times. Uh, and and he also gives credit to a match that he and Will Ospreay had, uh, and everything like that. But I loved it when he was beating up the guy and he came in, 
uh, Tyson looked at him or didn't look at him, but he Tyson was caught on camera and Tyson was like, he was like, oh, I like it, violence, like because that's who Mike Tyson is. He like he likes he likes, seeing, yeah, he he likes, likes seeing people get beat up. He's he's always said he's like I'm addicted to chaos and carnage, you know, type of thing. So. Uh, that was cool. That see, that's how much he gets into it, type mm-hmm. of thing. And he was with it every step of the way. And Cody and Archer and uh, Archer had a pretty badass match. Well, I really don't think now Cody can have a bad match with anybody. Well, this is very true. I, I mean, this is very true. He's obviously become like the biggest thing in wrestling. Well, one of the biggest one things. One of the biggest things and he's basically if you if you want to get technical, he's the face of AEW. He's in like ways, the yes. of AEW. Well, a lot of people have a but a lot of people have a problem when they say that, which I, I you know what? I, I'll save that uh, for later cuz mm-hmm. I, I want to get back to this matchup because I thought for sure I thought all right, Archer's going to win this. Yeah, that's what it that's what it felt like. That's what it seemed like. You got this big guy and Lance Archer. Well, that's what and and Cody who's been on somewhat of a losing streak since AEW began. Somewhat. Well, ever I mean, since he entered the tournament, he hadn't really yeah. been on a losing streak. Well, I mean, streak, he entered obviously. the tournament and started going, but that's what you would think is that you build Cody up you build him up, build him up, build him up, and everybody's anticipating Cody to win, and you snatch the rug out from underneath him. Exactly. That's, that's psychology 101. And plus, he cannot um, challenge for the AEW championship ever. No. And the only way now – so Moxley teased this at last thing, and I don't, I, I shouldn't really read too much into this because Moxley you know, teases a lot of shit. Uh, but, they, you know, they said, you know, Cody, who cannot – challenge for it would you challenge him and he go, he goes you know what you know he might he might have that in his claws but i'll be like no we're gonna wave that because if i've beaten everyone but i haven't beat you then i can't say i've beaten everyone exactly type of thing. uh never and, say I, never in professional wrestling that's that's just the case look at terry Fox. it is but but it's just, <laughs> well very true well look at the undertaker type of thing you know uh kind of thing Rick but player <laughs> we go on and on. Very true. We we could go on and on, but Cody ends up winning the matchup, and he becomes the first ever TNT championship. And he celebrated it like he won, you know, the yeah. world championship kind of thing. He even said in a press conference, he said, "You know, I know this belt isn't finished, or that's what they said, type of thing, but." I don't even care. I, I kind of don't even want it to be finished. Like, this is the belt I won. I want Yeah, he this said one. it's the coolest thing he's ever seen in his life. So, I mean. Really selling it. Respect <laughs> that. Respect that out of the man, though, that he's willing I to do, keep what he won and, and utilize well, it. Well, it make you know what? Here's what he's doing. He, he makes the title seem like it's worth fighting for, basically, right. type of thing. And, and isn't that a lost and It is going to be. It is. It very much is, especially in, you know, the WWE and stuff like that, is obviously. But, you know, and the TNT Championship is going to be a big deal because that means you're going to be on television every week. Because of why? It's named after the freaking network that it's on. Well, that was the idea <laughs> with the WCW Championship, was it not? The television title, yes. Yes. Well, which I, I do like that concept that uh, AEW took a different approach to it. Instead of calling it the television title, they called it the TNT Championship. That's the network they're on. You know, makes a lot of sense. Well, you know something? What's interesting about that was when they announced the TNT Championship, 
uh, Kazarian or Kaz or whatnot. I, well, actually, yeah, it's Frankie Kazarian because yeah. he was Kaz in TNA. But um, Frankie Kazarian actually pitched a similar idea, which they kind of get, which like Tony Khan kind of gave him credit for the TNT championship idea. Like he was just like, yeah, like he told me that he pitched the idea to Spike TV and TNA. He pitched it to both um, parties that like, I, I think we should make a Spike TV championship because we're on Spike and it would be something different. So that didn't work, obviously, in TNA. Of course, because they don't listen to any good ideas. Well, that's very true. But, um, yeah, so they listened to it in here in um, AEW. So and again, we have the TNT championship. Again, another selling point to how AEW is actually beneficial to the wrestling business because they're doing things that are different, and they're listening not only to their talent, but they're listening to their fans. Right, right, and we'll get into more of that, but great, it was a great, solid yeah, was, matchup. I loved it. It was a great it. matchup, a great ending, and, and just perfect all around, and yes. congratulations, Cody, TNT champion, and right. I can't wait to see what comes from it next. Honestly. Oh, yeah, 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 I, I, I can't wait to it. Then we go to the women's uh, matchup, which is Chris Statlander, and it was supposed to be uh, versus Britt Baker, but Britt Baker got injured and legit got injured. They even <laughs> they had the medical update, and the guy was just like, she's actually one of the worst patients I've ever worked with. <laughs> so really selling that. So That's that was great. interesting. And Alex Marvez, who still can't, he still doesn't have a personality, even just standing there holding the damn mic, is just like a stone cardboard. Like, it's just nothing there. Like, it's just, anyways. But, so we go on to this matchup with uh, Statlander, and now it's Penelope Ford. Um, And this was, uh, I thought, a really solid matchup. It was a lot better than her matchup with um, Nyla Rose. Yeah. Um, I'll admit that one wasn't the best, but it, I mean, it wasn't that bad. It was, it still was, the, it still was pretty good. Yeah. There was, there was a really, there was some good moments in this matchup between the two. Um, yeah. I really liked it. Was it was really solid. Well, and let's be honest, it was sort of that, you know, pick me back up type of matchup because we just had the TNT championship, but it, it still was like it still made both girls look good, mm-hmm. type of thing, and you know, yeah, they worked very well together. So yeah, they did. Maybe this is something that could be pushed into future of uh, AEW. Possibly. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, and then uh, we got uh, Sean Spears calling out Dustin Rhodes. Um, this was the only thing that I could have done without, or it could have been a little bit shorter. Um, I get though it was it was kind of ridiculous him stripping him and stuff like that, and then having Tolly Blanchard's face on his <laughs> on his crotch area while wearing underwear. That is <laughs> not wrestling tights, straight underwear, straight boxers. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, I I I, I don't know that part. I could have done without, but hey, to each his own, I guess. But that, that's the only part. <laughs> that, that I, I have a I have a gripe with, but whatever. It still was pretty entertaining because Dustin Rhodes, man, he still looks good. Like he does. He just he st- he looks as good as Cody still. I, and they do. They still have one of the best matches I've seen in years. Yes. 
you know, that hasn't been in WWE type of thing. Because no, WWE's had their fair share of those matches throughout the years, obviously. But just th- that matchup was amazing. And Dustin, you know, still in this thing showed how good he was. Yeah, still he's still got it. He hasn't missed a step. Uh, looks just as good as he did when he first debuted. I even liked how they teased mm-hmm. how they didn't know if he was going to be there because, you know, he lost the matchup to Archer and he said that he was going to, like, he said he might retire or that he was going to retire, I thought, if he lost the matchup. So, I, I guess not. I don't yeah, know. Terry <laughs> mentality. I, I guess that's why I also had a problem with it was because I was just like, wait a minute, I thought he said he was retiring. So. Anything like that from here on in, when I hear someone say they're going to retire, then they show back up on TV. Well, I, I know instead of instead of the whole you know Vince Russo swerve, it, it, it's going to be a Funker swerve now because it's Terry <laughs> Funk did that so many damn times. Well, that's pretty right. much what it is. It's a Funker swerve. I got you. So. Um, yeah, that's the only part I could have done without. But then we go into our first of three main events, technically. There were three. I know people. a lot of people are going to say two, but I'm going to say three. three. Um, it was Hikari Shida versus Nyla Rose, all right? And it was no disqualification, no countout, too. Um, and this matchup was tremendous. Yes. That I, I've heard so much, right? I've heard so much about how uh, AEW's women's division is weak right now. Like they don't, they, you know, they're, they're, there's nothing exciting about their women's division, which is what WWE has over them, kind of thing, or it's one of the things in people's eyes and everything like that. And I'm sitting there going, like, yeah, but you know, they, they have to develop it kind of thing. Like like they're they're still trying things out with them and stuff right. like that. Well these two they just went out and beat the shit out of each they other. They left it all in the ring. Yes, they did. And I loved everything. I loved it when, you know, Nyla Rose came out with the kendo stick, which is technically Hikari Shida's thing, you know, right. she always comes out with the kendo stick, but that's the story going in, into this matchup, you know. They did a good job of, like, make, you know, making it seem like no one can beat her. And they said if anyone can beat her, the only one that seems to stand a chance is this, you know, person or something right. like that. But Really selling it. Yeah, it, it was great. I love the video package for it. It, it. it was great. And that's another thing that I feel has been lost over time is those video packages. And I'm glad to see that AEW is taking a uh, a liking to that and actually utilizing it to build these types of matches up. Because back in the day, the video package was everything. If you didn't have the proper video package to promote a match, you didn't have anything. Well, they not only have, and I agree with you on that. I mean, look at you know the obviously the biggest video package in history, the Lip Biscuit My Way WrestleMania Stone Which Cold Rock. Still match. to this day gives goosebumps. Anytime you watch it, because it's just it, it, it was done so good. The music was put at the right points and, st- and right. stuff like that, and, and we could get into that uh, another day. But I'm just but glad it, this video package, like the way that AEW does their stuff, it's kind of like how and and I hate comparing UFC to wrestling or anything like that because there's nothing to compare, but. Is in terms of video presentation, not even just UFC, but the way sports does their things. They always have like the announcers are really explained to you in the video package. Well, that's the same way TNA used to do theirs. 
They um, did do that for a little yeah. bit, yeah. And they would, you know, flip-flop they with flip-flop. it. flip-flop. It's okay to flip-flop with it, too. But, uh, yeah, I, I really like the way that, that, that they do their AEW uh, really presents it as a sport as yeah. compared to entertainment. Yeah, well, she comes out with the kendo stick, right? And she's acting like she's going to, you know, beat her up with it. And so she goes to swing at her, and she misses and stuff like that. Then her Sheeta grabs it, and it's like, oh, I got my baby back type of thing. And and Nyla was like really just like, oh, crap. And then she missed, and then it was like, okay, here we go. Here we go. Match is on. Yeah, and, dude, the things that they did, one of the spots I love was – the running knee into the poker chip, like on the outside, you know, yeah. type of thing. That was I was like, if this, like, if this was in the MGM Grand, and I know I'm going to end up saying this again, but if this was in the MGM Grand and they had that type of crowd that they had at last it year's type of thing, loud. Oh my god, the whole loud. night, the whole night type of thing. Like everyone, it, it would have been amazing, but it's not. It's here, and it still was amazing. Yeah, type of thing. But the dude. These two really beat the shit out of each other at, at times. Christ. Because, like, there was a shot. Like, the end of the matchup is Hikari Shida taking the damn kendo stick and literally knocking the crap out of Nyla Rose. Literally knocking the shit out of her. That was an intense shot. I, I even flinched when I saw it. And then she gave the running knee. Yeah. You know, type of thing. God, I've been there and done that. I know how that feels so... To, to say that I had, uh, what is it, um, post-traumatic stress disorder from watching that spot. Uh, thanks, James Houston. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say that so has Twitter written yes, it all does. over it. But that was an intense spot. And, um, yeah, uh, uh, good Jesus Christ. They did. They literally they, beat the hell out it, of each it, other. It was great, but, like, I, I loved – the fact of when I was watching this with um with, with the group chat that I was in, mm-hmm. it was great because like when we were watching it, we were just like, oh no, definitely Nyla Rose is gonna win this one. Like I thought for sure Nyla was gonna win that one, but she wins. Like like her car she had a one, and she is the new women's champion. I'm so like I'm so happy about yeah. that because. She's she's been the standout or one of the standouts in that. Obviously, Chris Statlander right now. Is, yeah. So is Britt Baker and stuff like that. But uh, Hikari Shida, man, she she kicks ass. She deserves it, and, and it's it. gonna be awesome having her as champion. Oh yeah, because it's gonna create a lot more great moments in that women's division in AEW. And she was there more than uh, the other girl. Oh crap! I forgot. Um, Rio. Yeah, she yeah. was there. She was there. She's been there more than Riho, which obviously that's difficult now because of the travel ban right. and stuff like that. But it's it it's great that they were able to get her uh, to uh, you know in for the pay per view and stuff like that, and to have that moment. It was it was awesome. I loved it. It, it was great. Another awesome match oh, on yeah. on this pay per view. Then we go on. To, I mean, so I say that MJF and Jungle Boy was the match of the night because it surprised the hell out of me. I just, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. But then this matchup, Chris, this matchup, John Moxley versus Brody Lee was just fucking epic. It was as intense as intense could get. Yes. 
It was, oh my god, a title matchup. Yeah. The AEW Championship, uh, John Moxley defending against Brody Lee. And we talked about, I don't know if we got a chance to talk about this, about uh, how Brody Lee approached getting the number one contendership. Um, yeah. To get this matchup. Oh, yeah. So he attacked John Moxley. I saw it in the video package, and I love it. He was just like, he was just like, dude, if you wanted a title, all you had to do was ask. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you wanted a title shot, all you had to do was ask. So I was like, but oh, shit. Lord Jesus, did John Moxley not live up to his credibility as one of the most brutal wrestlers on the planet right now. To me, he's one of the most creative. He is. And, and, and Brody Lee, after leaving WWE, showed a side of him that not a lot of people knew he had. And, and in this matchup, he showed that he could put on one hell of a performance oh my at God. a top-tier level. Well, I thought he proved that in WWE when he went toe-to-toe with Orton. And it wasn't at WrestleMania or anything, you know. Um, it, it was on, like, I believe it was, like, I don't even remember, like, what pay-per-view it was. Oh, Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was one of the chambers. But he went toe-to-toe with him, and I thought he had a great matchup. Well, the problem with that is, is uh, it's, it's WWE, of course, now stands for Worst Wrestling Ever. And everybody looks at Orton and thinking, oh, Orton must have carried him in that matchup. It's all Orton that did that. He, he, Orton can't have a bad match with anybody. Well, that's so that's a thought process. Um, well, now you get to see a side of him that you didn't get to see in WWE. Yeah, the same yeah. thing with Moxley. Yeah, I agree. And and there, so that's what they mean by not having handcuffs and stuff like that. They're actually able to lay out their own matches. Right. Because God, for, here's what I've always said. Why do you need to? How do you need? Why do you need to tell wrestlers how to lay out a matchup how when a they're in the match? Like that, that, that. That's just something I don't understand. It's like, why are you going to tell guys what to do when it's like I'm pretty sure they know what's going to work, you know, type of thing. I know people say this and that about spots, yada yada yada, and we could get into that all day long. But I'm just saying the wrestlers do know for the most part. What's going to get a reaction and stuff like that? Exactly. Type of thing. Or just what they believe is going to be a good matchup. Or they just want to be in the moment type of thing. And that's like what I love about John Moxley. When you hear him in interviews, he's just he's in the moment. He is into what he is doing type yeah, of thing. Yeah, he's enjoying it again. It's not being tied down, as he said, or being handcuffed. And he and here's the thing, too. Yes, he does the death. He obviously he loves the hardcore death match stuff. Obviously, yeah. he does. He's made no secret about that. But he also does love the technical wrestling. He loves wrestling. He period. loves wrestling in general, and he can do both. He's shown that his matchup with Jericho was really. It wasn't that violent. Like it, it, it wasn't like they brawled all over the arena right. type of thing. They were actually able to have a matchup in this. In this instance, they had to do that a little bit more because he's outmatched technically by Brody Lee. Mm-hmm. And he's bigger, stronger, and honestly, just overall. And you could tell these two had chemistry. Yeah. Which I thought that they showed that in WWE, except they turned it into more of a comedy type thing, I guess. Which well, not was... even not even necessarily a comedy, but it, you know, it, it, it just was a it goof. didn't. Yeah, whatever. That's what it um, was. It was made to look goofy. Yeah, yeah, type of thing. But 
here it was credible. They were fighting for the AEW title. And I'm so glad like Moxley went over and we'll talk about that. But obviously the, the insane ass spot was Brody taking the, well actually that's not even the paradigm shift. That is, what do they call it in uh, Japan? I think it's called the death dealer. Yeah. Is what it is. When he picks you up and hits you like that, that's the death, death dealer. dealer. That's not the paradigm shift. The paradigm shift is dirty deeds, basically. Yeah, it's just straight up like double-handed DDT. Yeah, which is okay, but when he picks you up and does that, that's the death dealer. Or at least that's what I'm going yeah. with. And so, like, he did the death dealer through the stage. They yeah. went through the stage. Jesus Christ, when I saw this happen... I, I literally lost my shit because mm-hmm. it's been a while since I've seen anything like this. And here's the funny thing about it. When they went through, there was no padding. There was nothing there. All you seen was plywood and two-by-fours that was holding up the stage. Well, it, you know, here was the thing, too. When, if Brody had jumped just a little bit more or straightened out more, he could have, like, went head – like, he was this close – it looked like going head first into the wood part. Yeah. Like like the edge of the wood. Or at least that's just what it looked like on replay, but yeah. I was just like, damn. That was a that was a brutal spot. Anytime you see something like that, uh going back through history, Taz and Bam Bam Bigelow, the big show and Brock Lesnar, Undertaker choke slamming big show. And, you know, I give anything I, like that. And, and those all of those matches are worth going checking out, by mm-hmm. the way. Anything Bam 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 Bigelow and Taz, both of those matches are great. Brock Lesnar and the Big Show. I don't give a fuck, you know, what anyone says about Lesnar now. Back then yeah, he was awesome. Dude, Lesnar and Lesnar and Big Show were great together. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone says. Those but those were great. Anytime you have a moment like that where someone goes through the ring or someone goes through the stage off of yeah. the move, it is an intense moment. I don't care. There would have been an eruption of fans if they were at the MGM Grand. Oh, uh, it would have. It would have exploded. Oh, it would have been amazing. It would have been amazing. There would have been a holy shit chant at that moment. And an well, AEW definite, chant. Oh, AEW. definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, no doubt about that. But we didn't have that in this case. But still, it, nothing still felt flat no. and everything like that. And, I, yeah, I love that, that spot. And then, like... The ending of the matchup, everyone is saying, ah, oh, they just killed Brody Lee because he lost in his first title defense. And I'm like, did he technically lose because he, he never gave up? Out. He just, Moxley said, Moxley actually said what he was going to do. He was going to put Brody mm-hmm. Lee to sleep. Yeah, and that's what happened. Brody Lee sitting there, and, and, and it's almost reminiscent of Austin and Bret Hart. Uh, well, Brody Lee sitting there, bloody face, and... You know, yeah, but it's him. not done for a baby face. It's not done for a baby face reaction. It's but I love the way Moxley did it, type of thing. Like he he hit the paradigm shift, like he actually hit the double arm DT. He kicked out at one, but instead of like being floored, he like actually like jumped on him and was biting him and stuff like that. And Brody came out and he was like busted open and stuff like that, which I was just like I'm okay with this. Yes. I'm okay with this because literally it looked like he actually hit his head on the wood. So I'm like, actually, I'll, that's passable yeah. at this point. Yeah. Kind of thing. Logical sense. It, 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 it was great though, man. This matchup was 
flipping like it was just fucking awesome. All right, I just I can't even say I said that about MJF and Jungle Boy. I I'm saying that about this matchup too. This matchup was fucking tremendous. Yes, it was great. It it was it was what a world title match should be on pay per view, in my opinion. You know, type of thing. It it was great. It it just it delivered on all syllables. It was action packed. It was great. Um, I even love the fact that none of the Dark Order members uh, did not get involved. And that, but at the same time, saying that, I was like, "Oh, why did they not get involved?" Which probably leads to a different story, you know. So all those people that were asking that, I'm like, "Y'all just you just out. wait like, for Dynamite to air, and there will be explanations." Exactly, uh, type of thing. But this matchup was awesome, so I recommend everyone definitely go in and checking out. And then we get down to the meat and potatoes, I guess. And I actually just hate that phrase that I just used, so whatever. But, um, yes, I did just make mashed potatoes for the first time recently. Anyways, he did, but he didn't get to eat them. Yes, I did. Did you? Yes. How'd they taste? They were amazing. They were? Yes. Were they buttery? No. (laughs) They're not amazing. Anyway, we're going to go on to this one. And I know where you're going with this. Actual main event of the evening. Yes, the stadium stampede match. And, yeah, I was very much looking forward to this one because it's the elite, you know, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Adam Page against the inner circle, uh, Santana and Ortiz, um, Jake Hager, and Sammy Guevara, and then, of course, the GOAT, Chris Jericho. Um, <laughs> where do I begin you with this match? You left with one member of uh, the uh, elite. Uh, which one? Well, you had. Oh, oh, and uh, well, t- I guess technically because he because he's not the elite, but what? he's he's in the matchup. Yes, Matt Hardy. Hardy. I was gonna get to him, uh, type of thing. But yes, Matt Hardy is in this thing, and it's a. I guess it's a cinematic style type of matchup. I didn't think it was shot. So much like a cinematic type of thing, but uh, we'll get into it. But man, where do I even start with this <laughs> thing, man? Um, this thing was everywhere. At first off, um, first off, before we get into the matchup, I loved how they previewed like everything that you saw, or like like they recapped. I should say not preview, but recapped everything that you saw earlier in the night, which made it feel like. You know, all right, uh, you know, this part of the pay-per-view is over. Now you're getting ready to see something special here, too, kind of thing, I guess. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, it's just it's little things like that that you pick up on type of thing. And it, and it took place in a different arena. Well, right. n- well, not not an arena, but, but uh, the Jacksonville the Jaguar Stadium. Stadium. The, the, the legit Jacksonville Jaguar which, Stadium, which here's the thing. When there are fans that will be allowed to go back to, you know, concerts, you know, wrestling events and stuff like that, and we can pile in fans, you know, to the stadium rafters again and stuff like that, um, I guarantee you that AEW will sell out that stadium. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Well, the one thing I liked was um, that – all the dirt sheets were reporting, and they took pictures of the stadium. It had the AEW logo on the field. It had the ring. And they're like, this is where Double or Nothing is taking place. The whole event's going to take place here. Are, are y'all going to be happy with this? Which was and, bullshit. And, and they flipped the script on them. And they're like, 
Uh, just no. One thing's taking place here, buddy. And, and it made perfect sense. Which, you know, that just goes to show you how much all those reporters know and shit like that, which is why I don't pay them any fucking attention. Right. Anyways. Uh, but, yeah, so the matchup starts off <laughs> with football entrances, and literally the inner circle came out. Dressed like football players. Well, it was great because if you actually get the joke in it, it's their team. And the elite mm-hmm. right now is not, not. technically because Hangman Adam Page is you know on the fence about them. Kenny Omega's yep. kind of still wrapped up in his stuff. The Bucks, you know, are doing things and stuff like that. And Matt Hardy, he's not really the elite, you know, type of thing. So you know, that's kind of why they did that. Like I got him. Yeah. But it, the it fact that, that that you had like the you know football entrances and stuff like that, and oh my God, did. I think it was Santana. Isn't he the one with the long hair? I think Santa, so. Yeah, Santana. I love the fact that he had on a football helmet that looked too tight on it. That, is, it was, that was hilarious to see. And, and that's what I like is that the inner circle, uh, and, and even sometimes uh, the elite, uh, right. you can take them seriously at some points, but most of the time they know when to kind of like just kind of let it loose and, and – well Matt, Hardy, well, Matt Hardy said it best on Jericho's Jericho's podcast. Of you know, course, how ironic <laughs> again. But um, yeah, like he was on Jericho's podcast, and you know he talked about that. Like he's like I know, like he's like I know that you know the broken character is looked at a lot of times as funny, but he's like I know when to be funny and then when it needs to be serious type of thing. And I feel like that's what they got with this whole thing. Uh, Type of thing. And then, so, we have the entrances, and Hangman doesn't show up right away. Right. So, right away, you're like, oh, well, crap. I guess we're going to have problems with the Elite again type of thing. And, you know, they, they've been locked in this battle, too, with the Inner Circle for weeks now. You know, and it was great. And then, like, they charge at each other. And when they charge at each other, <laughs> like, Omega had the broom. In the, in the cleaner. Yeah, the cleaner and shit like that. And so they're like all just battling and stuff like that. Um, type of thing. I can't even like go over everything, but, um, I remember there, there were a lot of things that I remember yes. from this match. Hangman's entrance turned out to be like the greatest entrance, uh, of the night type of thing. Because he, it was like Sammy Guevara was outside. He's like, yeah. And then he looks over, and Hangman is on his horse. Yeah, he <laughs> He's on a horse, horse, and he comes charging out with the horse. <laughs> and he chases Guevara to the back type of thing. Um, Tony's reaction to on <laughs> to that type of thing it was great. Um, and then, you know, they all start battling out, and, and, you know, we start kind of separating stuff and everything. And then, like, okay, so there was a number of things. One, the buck spot on the goalpost. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, Matt Jackson took the flip, and I thought it was going to be uh, Nick. He had something, not really bigger, but he had something else in mind. Uh, yeah, but I just guess, the fact night. he took a freaking flip off of a fucking football field goalpost. It, it was crazy. It, it was interesting. Uh, and, and stuff like that. And then, like, you know, all of this, Paige is still chasing, you know, Guevara <laughs> in the back. 
Um, and then, like, so they battle, you know, around the stadium. And some of the memorable spots, like Matt Hardy, okay, with <laughs> Santana and Ortiz. Oh, my God. Was that not the greatest thing in oh the world? Oh, my Jesus. That so, is... so they actually have a pool yeah. in the stadium. In the VIP section of the stadium, I might add. Yeah, oh, dude, yeah, that's actually, like, an expensive-as-fuck thing uh, type of thing. I don't even know how that works in a stadium. Yeah. But, yeah, they have that little pool area. And so, you know, anytime Matt goes into anything, it's like the Lake of Reincarnation, basically. <laughs> and so they go, and they're, like, trying to drown him in it. And he pops right back up, and it's Matt Hardy, Hardy from the Hardy Boys. <laughs> he had he on the black shirt, black tight shirt, and the black pants. And he goes, he's just sitting, he's like, ah! Oh! And, 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 and then like, they try to put him underwater yeah. again, and he looks at the camera, and he's holding up the thing. <laughs> and a little thing side. pops up on the side. And they Matt even look at it, they're like, they're like, they're like, what? And it says he can hold his breath for longer than like 39 seconds or something like that. I don't know, but it was hilarious. Then he pops up and it's version one. <laughs> Knocks them both out and then turns and starts saying, I can't make out what he said on the camera when I watched it. I couldn't. But but it was uh, one of those uh, matitude facts and it, it was just funny. <laughs> it, it, it was great. And then they, you know, try to put him in again. And then he pops right back up and is, you know, I don't, I think, I don't know if it's Damascus or if it was another version of the broken, uh, Matt, but it was definitely broken Matt again. And he goes and he basically beats, um, Ortiz and Santana up. And one of the funniest spots was he goes and there's a bell that's there, uh, in the stadium. I think they do that for like the games and stuff like that. And he goes, he puts Ortiz under the bell, and Ortiz has the cell of the night again. He had, he just sits in the chair, and he's, like, convulsing, like, the whole time. He's just fucking shaking, and Matt Hardy just goes, all right, so this is Dr. Ha- Dr. Hardy here. Here, I'm going to need you to sit down, and he duct tapes him in it, and he's just like, he's like, I'm going to need you to sit and rest for a few days, and here... Take this and call me in the morning. <laughs> and he, then he goes and he locks or or um yeah Ortiz in the freezer he get, in the ice box. In the yeah. ice box, he throws him in the freaking ice box and locks him in. And I'm sitting there looking. I was like, how the hell did he fit in that thing? And what was so great was Ortiz is on, which is Santana. I guess he threw in. I guess, but like he, he Ortiz is on the thing and. He, he, he's trying to like catch up while he's tied duct taped to the chair. <laughs> oh, it was great yeah. that they were battling. Uh, but then uh, we finally find Adam Page because he's still been. He was trying to find Sammy. He was just on the horse and he was like, Sammy! Sammy! Sammy had already gone back to the ring. And JR, he said, he said Tony. Remind me if I ever get lost not to send Adam Page to look for me <laughs> yeah. or something like that. And actually what he did was is he just he went to the bar. He went to the bar area yeah. and stuff like that. So he's in the bar area. Jake Hager comes up and he, 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 so he sit. well, he stands next to him at the bar and, and he's just like, 
I knew I'd find you here. And he's like, did you come here? Did you come here to fight? Or did you come here to drink? As he's pouring him a drink and he, you know, slides, slides it to him. And he just goes, really? What's the difference? And they start fighting and shit like that. And they have like a movie scene, like fight, well, like movie bar, bar fight scene. scene. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was really <laughs> If you've ever seen any of your 80s, typical 80s bar fight scenes, any of the cop movies back in the eighties, early nineties. Yeah, that's exactly what they had. Right, well, it, it was, but it, it was tremendous uh, type thing. And then Kenny Omega joins him, and I love like I saw this too. I called it. I was like, I was like, he's gonna take him and he's gonna slide him across the bar type thing. Yeah, and that, <laughs> yeah you can't have a bar fight without somebody being slid across the freaking bar. Well, I'm sure because you know they already did the pool uh, table and everything. Oh yeah, in it. <laughs> And then Kenny Omega shows back up, and he, you know, starts helping him and shit like that. And he broke, he must, he broke like six bottles over his head, type of thing. And then like he he leans down, and Omega jumps over, well, flips over Omega, or I'm sorry, Paige flips over Omega, Omega and he buckshot Larry's it. Um, Hager, Hager over the bar. <laughs> and then like and then like he's just like he's just like You thirsty? He's like, Oh dude, I'm parched. And he's just like And you? Yeah. So Omega doesn't drink. Omega's like straight edge. He does not do drugs, which I find hard to believe at times. But he <laughs> he doesn't drink. So oh so Hangman is pouring him milk and Omega pours whiskey. <laughs> And then they toast and shit. I was like, oh my That's god. And then we go into my favorite part of the This was by far the funniest, like, just, I, 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 I want to go back and watch this matchup every time just for this spot right here. Alright? And it's another reason why Jericho proves he is truly the GOAT of pro wrestling. He's fighting with Nick Jackson. <laughs> he's fighting with Nick Jackson. I'm, I'm laughing just now thinking about it. He's fighting yeah. with Nick Jackson. They're battling over to the bench. And Aubrey Edwards is the referee, right? Yeah. So so they're battling, and Nick actually grabs the footballs and starts throwing it at Jericho. What actually hits him in the nuts type of thing? Like, you even heard him. He's like, oh, I've been thinking, Jericho, when he sells shit, it's... He oversells it like crazy. It's well, crazy. he knows what to oversell and, and what, what not, not to oversell. oversell type of thing. But like in this type just, of situation, the overselling is actually welcome. Well, and then he throws Nick into the little, I guess, like, blow-up. The Jacksonville Jaguar <laughs> He throws uh, him into the mouth of it, and then the Jacksonville Jaguar's mascot comes out and, like, gives a crotch shot to Jericho, and Jericho <laughs> hits him with the Judas effect, the elbow, he knocked out the fucking... <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguar mascot. <laughs> oh, great. But it gets even better. This was the moment right here, all right? He goes and he's beating up Nick, right? And he hits him with a move. Um, And I, and I can't even remember the move type of thing. But he goes and he pins Nick, right? And Nick kicks out, right? And Aubrey counts it. And Jericho uh, was just like, was just like, what? What? That was three. 
That was three in the moment of the match right here. That was three. I'm challenging the play. <laughs> he pulls flag out flag. the challenge flag. <laughs> and they actually go in the review booth. <laughs> There's always a oh first in professional God. wrestling, and yes, this was a first. Oh Never my in God. a match does a wrestler pull out a challenge flag, throw it down, it was, match stops, and they go and review it. And it was it was Aubrey Edwards doing it, right? And so they go in, and he literally is just, I'm challenging the play, and they go in, you can hear them arguing through the thing. And then they come out, and he's just like, what? No, that was clearly a three. You're a shitty referee. <laughs> oh my god, dude! And then while all of this is going on, <laughs> and even the announcers sell the fucking replay, they're like, they're like, oh well, here we've got to take a look at it. We've got to look at it from different angles. <laughs> that was so a Tony Khan shot That's in NFL, right there. Tony Khan shot at NFL. Or either that, or it had to be Jericho. He he was the one that was just it like. It could have been yes. both of them. It, it could have been both of them together. It could have been, but I just I feel Jericho had more to do with that. Too. Either way, it, it goes, was, it was awesome. Oh my god, dude! It was the funniest thing. But meanwhile, all of that's going on. Matt Jackson is fighting with Sammy Guevara, and he. T- <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. Because Tony Schiavone has the call of the night right here after this. If it wasn't the first one, this one definitely hit the mark. Oh my God, no! But but yeah, th- this is where this is where he comes in. Uh, so you know, Matt Jackson does the Northern Light Suplex, and he does it kind of like you know, I guess like uh, Eddie Guerrero, yes, like the Triple Amigos type of thing. It's his thing, and so he takes him. All like he literally northern light suplexes him from the touchdown of one end to the other side, and he's just like he's like I'm taking him a hundred yards. He's like you know that's basically how much is on yeah. the football field is a hundred yards, and so he takes him a hundred yards with the northern light suplex, and he finally gets to the end zone. And Nick Jacks or I'm sorry Tony Schiavone, he's just like he's like here it is touchdown. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh my god, dude. It was the greatest thing ever. And then what was great was was Matt decided he was just like he was like, "Oh, oh, touchdown. Okay. I'm I'm going to start celebrating." <laughs> and then the referee just goes, "Excessive celebration." He's like, "Oh, come on." And then he super kicks <laughs> Yeah, that was great. <laughs> what an excessive celebration. Well, then there was, there was another thing, too. It was Nick Jackson and Jericho were still battling a little bit, right? And they had the – where you know how the kickers warm up on the sidelines? They kick in the little field goal net yeah, that yeah. they have there. Well, he kicked Jericho or something like that, and uh, and Tony Schiavone just goes – he goes, Nick, three points! <laughs> and And – JR just goes, goes, Tony, it's out, it's up here, it looks good, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
love the fact Dude, that they're just enjoying The announcers themselves. had way too much fucking fun with it. Oh, they yeah. loved it. it. It was great uh, and everything like that. But then we come to the end of the matchup, right? The end of all this insanity. Uh, actually, before that, though, Nick Jackson did this thing where he ran up the stairs, then ran back down, jumped on the Jericho on a table off of yeah. the, in the stands. I was like, good God. But then the stun of the matchup, I guess, um, at this point. Then, uh, you know, they go over to, I wouldn't necessarily say the dugout area or something like that. I don't even know what that area it was. It looks like it's the actual uh, entryway to the locker room uh, yeah, for, I think that, for the football players. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And they had that, you know, kind of set up. And Omega gets Sammy Guevara. And Poor he Sammy. puts him in the one-winged <laughs> angel. Actually, before that, Sammy got chased again by the fucking golf cart. The golf cart back in the back area of the arena. And, and I swear to God, this has become one hell of a meme. Oh, him of getting Sammy hit Gavar, in the head. Him the head, chased by a golf cart, one way, shape, or form. And I love Sammy's reaction because he, he was just like, oh, I, I won. I'm the last man standing. I, I, I won. I won. And then, like, he hears him, and he turns around, and he's like, oh, God, no. <laughs> Not again. But then they chase him, and then they go up to that area, and Kenny Omega delivers the one-winged angel, and I was like, oh, like, holy shit yeah, type that of thing. that was an intense – that was – that was a oh shit move. That was the greatest one winged angel in the yes. history of one winged angels. I have no idea how that did not go without without a hitch. It probably shows that Kenny Omega, had he not done well in wrestling, he'd have been a stunt guy. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's definite. Like that was that was insane. But dude, oh my god, this matchup, Chris, this matchup to be labeled as a cinematic. Wasn't filmed in a cinematic style, which is exactly what they should have went for to begin with. Uh, don't film in that type of style. You want it to look like a match. You want it to look like this is all happening live. Yeah. So that's exactly what it looked like. That's exactly what it felt like. And it made perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in ways, but I mean... But it, mean, it had everything. It had your comedy. It had your oh shit moments. It had your wrestling. But the comedy, unlike the money in the bank, did not outweigh it. Right. Like, yes, it was... It was where it belonged. Exactly. Like, I, you know, the challenge saying, yeah, that was the funniest thing, but there were points where, like, no, it still looks like these guys are trying to kill each other type of exactly. thing. And if you really look at the story, it all fits with the story because these guys are ego-driven, you yeah. know, type of thing. They want to be in the spotlight, so what better way, you know, type of thing. Like, it just, dude, the the, the build-up to the matchup, oh my god, I even loved Hangman Page coming over with the line going over Jericho. Like he even he literally went over him and there was a white line over his crotch and it went up his head and shit like that while Jericho was like out. Oh, dude! Just little things that made it perfect. It was great, dude. Um, just uh, it, it was tremendous, and dude, the entire like internet blew up after. Oh yeah, too. Like because everybody it, it was... didn't know if this event, just in general, this entire event was gonna work. You're putting on a pay-per-view during a pandemic. How is it going to come off to be enjoyable? How is it going to come off uh, 
to cater to the fans and to, you know, everybody. Well, I thought it lived up to everything that they were talking about. It was great. I, you know, obviously we wish it was in front of a crowd. We don't have that option right now. No. So they made the best of a bad situation. And honestly, I feel like they set the bar for every other wrestling promotion to follow suit. I, and, and, and you know, that, that could be, um, because I, well, they might as well have, because on Monday Night Raw, they fucking had, you know, um, NXT developmental wrestlers in the fucking audience. Behind so hockey like, Great. glass. Behind huh? hockey glass. Oh, I heard that. I didn't even see that. I mean, like, I didn't even watch it. I just, I, I didn't heard watch it. I saw, I saw a post online about it, and they, they actually used, uh, the glass that they use in hockey arenas to surround the ringside. And what they did was they had NXT wrestlers meet at an undisclosed location to get tested and then drove them to the performance center on a bus. Mm -hmm. They didn't drive themselves and then had them stand for hours on end, not sit, stand in, in the performance center. And they were spaced out and they filmed, uh, uh, Raw's and SmackDown's with them there. And it just, I don't know. It well, didn't come off the same. Like, like okay, AEW's well, comes off, you know, legit. This come off as a uh, bleh. Well, it came off as, hey, we just saw Double or Nothing. We're going to replicate that yeah, and now still on all of our sense. stuff now. But Bullshit. Double or Nothing was fucking amazing. Yes. It was awesome. Just everything just worked that night. Um, It's another successful pay-per-view from AEW. It might... I guess it's my opinion now, okay, because everyone just seems to be fucking critics these days or just seems to know how to run a wrestling business, all right? Here, here's something, Chris, and look, I know I've said this before, but I really want to really bring this home here, all right? Here's the thing, okay? I've heard this. I even heard it from Eric Bischoff. I've heard it from, you know, Jim Cornette. I've heard it from all of these other blah, 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 that you know, AEW needs to do this, or AEW needs to do that, blah, 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 blah. I'm sitting there going, look, okay, for those wondering if AEW has a plan for anything, okay, I would like to point out that Tony Khan is the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let me repeat that. He is the owner of the Jacksonville fucking Jaguars, and NF. L team. All right. He has several other international businesses along with that. Do you think this guy does not have a plan? Do you really think that? Or, or here's another thing I hear. They need to find, they need to find a star to cross over, you know, like Austin or Rock did back in the day and everything like that. Well, guess how long it took Austin and Rock to do that? Years. It didn't happen overnight. We're, I mean, we're talking, they haven't even had that many shows. And their shows have been awesome, in my opinion. I, a lot, there's been some who are just like, I, I, I thought that they've been terrible. I'm how? Please tell me. What would you have done differently? Type of thing. Like, everyone who was a critic online about Double or Nothing, because people have, you know, say so about everything. I'm yeah. sitting there going, how was it that terrible? 
Like, everyone, you know, that, that that's talking about it, I'm sitting there like, okay, you know how they, they say you need to offer a little bit of everything yeah. on a show and stuff like that? That, to me, could not have been truer on this show. I mean, did this literally not have everything I, I a mean, wrestling fan could yeah, want? Yeah, you had your wrestling action. You had your oh-my-God moments. You had your flashiness. You had your title defenses. You had uh, your over-the-top personalities. Yes. And you even had your cinematic moments. You had your comedy. Everything was there. It Nothing from this show differentiated. boring. Yeah. It's not boring. Nothing from this show. I could go back and watch a Monday Nitro. I could go back and watch a WWF Raw. I could go and even watch an ECW for that matter. Or even a TNA Impact. And everything about this pay-per-view is the equivalent, if not better, than what I've seen in those productions. Uh, There is no difference in the formula other than the fact that AEW is not afraid, and let me reiterate this, not afraid to try something new. Yeah, and, and I mean, and that's true. But it it just it it was just so much fun. Yeah, like, I was just I was I was not bored at any point um, or anything. Isn't like that, that the it's whole just... point of professional wrestling? Is what does it matter what the fans think? If the fans are entertained by what they're seeing and they're getting an overall great experience, that's what matters the most that's what means the most because then and only then is a professional wrestling company drawing attention which in return draws revenue right. from every venture and that they've they go made into. a profit apparently during this pandemic uh it was reported that yeah they're they the only ones that have um, a profit which is uh, you know that's great and, and stuff like that so again i just i don't understand this notion though that it, here's another thing I don't like. All right, they keep saying, "Uh, well, Cody's their, you know, vice president or EP." What is what is his title again? Is it EP or VP? He's like, the vice. He's, okay, uh, yeah, vice, vice president and stuff like that. And they're saying, "Well, he made himself the TNT championship or anything." I'm like, okay, he lost to MJF. He did put over Darby Allen, even though like people are like, "Well, he beat Darby Allen." That that doesn't matter, you know, type of thing. It, it still got dark and Darby over. Here's the thing. Let's let's be straightforward about this. As of late, the person who's been writing most of the television is Tony, Tony Khan. So if anybody made the decision that Cody needed to be the TNT champion, it wasn't Cody. It wasn't the Young Bucks. It wasn't Kenny Omega. Right, because it Tony, was Tony Khan, Khan has the final say-so. Bingo. And here's what I don't – here's what, another thing I can't stand is people will be like, well, because Cody writes this and, he, and, and you know people do that. I went, How do you know that? I didn't know a majority of the world these days, especially of the internet wrestling community. How many of y'all are actually promoters? I guess they have this little online course that you take, you answer a couple of questions, and all of a sudden you're a wrestling promoter. All of a sudden you're a wrestling booker. All of a sudden you write creative. All of y'all are fucking idiots. Well, Let's just I, put I mean, that yeah, out there but, like that. But even like, you know, Bischoff and stuff is is tell is saying this kind of shit and I'm sitting there going, Bischoff, you you have literally I've heard you sit there on your show and say that you have to build stuff up or you have to take your time with some stuff or like you have to have a plan and everything like that. Like I'm sitting there like 
why, what makes you think that Tony Khan does not have a plan? And here's another thing. If they don't have a plan, then why at this pay-per-view did they unveil that they now have are going to have action figures starting in September? Yes. So they already it, was it sooner? I think. Yeah, it's probably going to be sooner actually, than that. No, actually, I think it was September. Either either way it goes, they already have a plan in place for everything. They've got the toy line. They've got a video game in the pipeline right now, and not to mention the fact that there's there's so much more to merchandise at Hot Topic. Uh, you know, the pay per view buy rates. They they got so much going on. They've and also for, got the deal with Pro Wrestling Tees. And here's the thing on that. It, it's it just boggles my mind that even the, the brightest in the business, your Eric Bischoffs, your Jim Cornettes. Can you call Jim Cornette bright these days? I don't know. He's, he's bright enough to lit a dimly lit room. Um, <laughs> they are going to look at AEW in a different aspect because, number one, it's not ran by anybody from the wrestling business. It's ran by the guy who runs the Jacksonville who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they they don't consider him a wrestling guy. And then when they look and they see the elite, your Young Bucks, your Kenny Omega, your Cody Rhodes, they're the vice presidents of the company running different aspects of the company. Then they kind of frown upon that because they're still in active competition and, and actually performing – so they consider that a no-no, even right. though considering the fact that back in WCW days, you had Ric Flair as a booker. You had Kevin Nash as a booker. You had Ole Anderson as a freaking booker. Um, you know, so many people were in the business at the time, working matches still, and, in, and, and bookers. And then one of the points that we hear today as well, like especially with WWE right now, like we've heard from so many people, and we heard this from WCW, is that the problem with you know WCW and how it was run, and the problem with WWE right now, other than Vince McMahon still being in charge and stuff like that, is is it's written by a bunch of people who know nothing of wrestling. Correct, and and that was the biggest thing is WCW had too many hands in the pot with people who didn't know what the business was about. Right. In WWE, you've got Hollywood writers writing wrestling content that should not have any place in a booking room. I I, I agree, and they don't know like terms of wrestling. They don't really know how everything works. But here. Yes, you do have wrestlers that are booking their own stuff as well and everything like that. But if if Cody was such a, I guess, greedy person or whatnot, you know, like Hulk Hogan was basically comparing Brother. it to that, you know, yeah. like people do, then why would he have put over MJF? Yeah, why would he have put over MJF? Why would he have put over Chris Jericho? You know, why would he have put over all these people if he's such a glory hound? And he wants to build himself so huge. Why in God's green earth? And let's be honest. The reason that All Elite started and was one of the main focus was the Bucks. Right. And Cody and Omega and Hangman Page. The Elite. Yes, all of these others are going to get theirs in just due time. You can clearly see that. But we have two hours every, every you know, Wednesday night, right? Yeah, exactly. We we have we have two hours every Wednesday night, and then we have pay per views. Stuff has to build. Yeah, you can't. Okay, uh, what's that old saying? 
Rome wasn't built in a day. The Great Wall of China wasn't built in a week. Well, you know, also wrestling wasn't done overnight. No. Type of thing. Look how... Okay, Nitro became one of the biggest wrestling um, TV shows of all time. Okay? And their first episode, first few episodes did nothing. No. It took time. Yeah, it took time. Did the Attitude Era start off with, like, Raw didn't even start off with those kind of numbers. No. They did huge numbers back in the day still, but, like, before Nitro, but they didn't do the, they did not do Attitude Era type of numbers. They're not doing it now because the product is not that interesting right now. No. But here comes, again, here comes AEW with a fresh new product that everyone does want to see. And not necessarily that, Everyone wants to see a, like something, but everyone wants to see something different. We're tired of WWE. We're tired of the way that they run things and shit like that. We're tired of the same old, same old. Wrestling fans need a change. Well, that's why MLW did so well. That's why uh, MLW TNA, TNA, NWA yeah. launched again, and they're doing you know pretty good and stuff like that. TNA suffered because, again, it wasn't wrestling people. The Carters were not... They didn't give a fuck about wrestling. Well, to start with, they were tremendous. When they had the pay-per-views, the NWA TNA pay-per-views from the Asylum, yeah. that was tremendous. And then Impact, when it came on, they had a six-sided ring. It was different. It was unique. The X Division was unique. And, yes, you had Jeff Jarrett and Jerry and Jarrett that was were running it. That was, that was clearly the selling point for TNA, and I don't want to get off on a TNA no, tangent or anything. But like it that, just but. goes to show you that if you put, if you take what everybody else is saying, you've got to get this exposure. You've got to have big backers. You got to have this. You got to have that. And, and you allow yourself to buy into that. Your product suffers. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's here's the thing, right? Um, AEW, if they're so terrible, right, if their numbers are, are not good to people, why did TNT sign them for another three years? Exactly. Why Why would they waste their time then? Why would someone waste their time to have an action figure line for them? Yeah, they have action figure line coming up. I've even heard, and this is something that they've been talking about, that they are uh, have a video game already in the works because, good lord... If there's another thing that the Bucks and uh, Omega know, it's video games, exactly. and so does Cody. You and, know? and that was one of the biggest selling points is if they ever had their own promotion, they wanted their own video game. Right. Well, of course. I mean, why wouldn't you? And they wanted the Aki system, the one that was utilized with WWF No Mercy and uh, the, the New Japan games on the Nintendo 64. Which would be great because the buttons will be easier to... Um, it, it is dude. fun gameplay. That's the thing. It, and it goes back to what AEW is all about. It's about having fun and being a fan and enjoying wrestling. Which Not generally every fucking thing. Well, generally when you're watching it live, at least, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just me if I see this like this, but generally when you're watching it live, it, I mean, it looks like, you know, that's what everyone is like. Like they're losing themselves in the moments. They are just fans when they watch it. Now, when they go, I guess when they watch it back or they afterwards, they want to talk about it and shit like that. But for the most part, like, because again, I go back to the Atlanta show. I didn't know what was going to happen that night, kind of thing, and I was just losing my mind the whole night. You it was and every great. other person that was posting about it on Facebook, and the people who were watching at home were losing their minds. 
That's the beauty of professional wrestling when it's done correctly and it's done in a way that a fan realizes that they're not just watching another typical wrestling show well, anymore. And it's again why I hate, you know, Cornette especially, you know, he called Tony Khan a money mark and I was just like, are you fucking serious with me? <laughs> okay, alright, I gotta touch on this one because I, I impersonate Cornette so much that I fucking have him inside my head 24-7. Um, <laughs> money mark. Tony Khan's a money mark, yet, however, every time I've heard you talk about the old days with Bill Watts, you and the Rock and Roll Express, and how you were traveling up and down the road, fucking sick as a dog, going to this town, going to that town, wanting out of our fucking contracts, and every time I went to that sorry son of a bitch, I asked him, you gotta pay me more money, I need more money, more money, more money, money mark my ass, you're the one who uh, always, 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 you got to be making money in the business. If you're not making money, you're not doing good business. Isn't that what Jim Cornette has said before? I'm swearing to God I've heard that come out of his lips. Somehow, someway, off his Louisville, Kentucky donkey fucking lips, that somehow, someway, if you're not in the business to make money, you're not in the business at all. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and here's the thing, too, right? Cornette will say, like, Oh, those guys are whoring themselves out for money, basically, and everything. They're just doing what people tell them to do. And I'm just like, did you not do that in WWE? Did you not WCW? do that in WCW? I know you did that. Scaffold. I know your ass did that uh, when when you worked for Bill Watts. Because if well, you mouthed off to Bill, you definitely got a punch in the face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, he didn't take no shit. No. And, and Cornette will tell you that himself. And Cornette, how much do you get paid to go do these fucking uh, wrestling uh, meet and greets? You're in North Carolina every year for the NWA thing, for WrestleCade. And I know you don't do it for free, you sorry fuck. Oh, uh, God, I wish. This is this is my <laughs> personal opinion. Because I, I impersonate him so fucking much that I'm practically fucking him now. Uh, not in that manner, but it, I digress. I weird. really wish... Someone, somewhere, would take this podcast and send it, send it to Jim Cornette so he can hear me tell him in his own verbalage how much of a fucking idiot he is that he can take that fucking sparkling tennis racket, turn it and shove it up his ass, twist it a little bit so he can finally get his fucking brain to work. Because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about anymore, Jim. You don't realize what professional wrestling is anymore. And you make yourself look like such a fucking idiot when you do talk about it. Uh, granted, you you were on the, uh, the NWA programming. I think we talked about this before. That we do miss his commentary sometimes. But there are points where, Jim, shut the fuck up. Well, how is he going to defend, you know, NWA and a lot of, I mean, because they have some stuff on there that I don't like. Yeah. Like the whole um, May Valentine thing. Oh. I think that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, but he's going to defend everything that NWA does. And he says that that's real wrestling no, and stuff like not. that. Why well, I, I, I love uh, the NWA. It's here's, amazing. Here's the thing. But here's the thing, you didn't even, you didn't talk that much shit about MLW when you no. worked for them. No, but you'll, you'll talk shit about merch and, um, you know, <laughs> when he spit in your face, which, my God, if I was in front of you, I'd probably spit in your face too. Because 
quite frankly, Jim, and, and I'm sitting this out here, and I'm saying it like this to him, because I really hope that somebody takes this and sends it to to well, either sure, Jim Cornette sure Experience will, or the drive-thru. I'm sure he will, I'm sure he um, will answer you. Oh, I would love it, because, you know, there was already somebody. I mean, he will not. Uh, probably not. There was already somebody on the Jim Cornette Experience with my name, and oh, everybody's Lord. like, what the oh, fuck are you okay, saying? Stuff is. Okay, but so. I'm just. I'm through with yeah. listening to Cornette. Well, I, I get it, about but bullshit. it's not just him. No, it's Again, other people too. It's just, it's just everyone like calm the fuck down. AEW yeah. is still in existence, but the fact that I think what everyone just hates is the fact that they're doing so well. That, that right they're successful, now. and a football guy got into the wrestling business and actually knew what he was doing in the wrestling business because he's a fan of the wrestling business. And I guess it's an untapped rule. That fans should sit in the seats and not be a part of the business. Well, I also think, though, too, that it shows what happens when wrestlers are in charge of a wrestling business because, you know, like it actually is a wrestling product, right. in my opinion. You know, does, okay, does it have a technical match every single matchup? No, no, it doesn't have to. And it shouldn't. If you have just one formula, it will suck. You have to have a little bit of everything, and they Didn't do we have say that it. about ECW, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, hell, dude. I mean, ECW while they had great things, they also had boring things. Okay, yeah. because and it wasn't necessarily that it, that it was boring. It's like, all right, if you if you have a guy go up to the balcony and jump off, and it's not even the main event. What is left for the main event type exactly. of thing? Like it's like okay, what what does it matter if these guys hit each other with the kendo stick in this matchup? We've already seen yeah. that fifteen times. We just saw a guy like jump off a roof. We're gonna see exactly, it again? but no. you see something different in everything that AEW does. Now have they done things that have been? I, I'm not even gonna say questionable. I think that's fucking stupid. But have they done things that didn't work? Yes, yeah. the Dark Order didn't work when it first. You know, started and when it um, yeah, when they had that right. little box yeah, that box everyone made fun of, phantom them for punches, yeah, and stuff like that. Has there been stuff like that? Yes, there has been. And you know something? They're a brand new company. That's going to happen. I mean, even WCW. How had, many let's, let's fucking fuck ups have WWE had oh, for God fucking sake over the years? Even in the Attitude Era when they were kicking ass every single Monday. Yeah, there were botches everywhere. There was, but it happens. Why? Because we're human. That's that's just going to happen. Every, and here's the thing, too. If you're in a wrestling matchup and you botch something, it's not necessarily a bad thing because that kind of brings a little bit more realism to it at yep. times, especially if you sell it right type yep. of thing. And, and it allows the talent, if they're good talent, they'll know how to fix it Again, on the fly. Again, though, I, I have, I've loved every single AEW pay-per-view, though, that there has been. Um, I... You know, have there been dynamites where, you know, one was better than the other one? Of course there has been, you know, type of thing. But it's okay. I still am enjoying their product a hell of a lot more than I am WWE. And I, and I want to cover some more AEW. In fact, I don't just want to cover it. I want to watch some AEW. Not double or nothing or anything like that. But let's watch some AEW. And we're going to do that when we come back. Uh, here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. We're going to take a break for a minute and uh, we're going to uh, be watching some AEW when we come back. 
uh, and you'll find out more about that when you come on back with us after a word from TNB Studios. It's the Stovall Wrestling Network. I'm begging you, don't pull that trigger. Don't ever tell the Marines to pull that trigger! Hey, I'm Survivor of Payne, Bill Blanchard, and this United States Marines, we all would love to shoot! And we're going to do it right here on the Wrestling Shootout. We are going to shoot on all things professional wrestling. I will have every single guest that comes to my show. We're going to shoot now if it's WWE, AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't care if it's the IWE, or Power Pro, or even UCW. Well, we're going to get into that, too. Whether they come back or don't come back, or even, where the hell are we going to shoot on WBCCW? Wait, I know they're not there. But anyways, on a brand new season of the Wrestling Shootout, anytime comes to my damn show, lock on to let's back up, let's get ready to shoot, baby. I ain't holding back, and you never told Marine I can pull that trigger. You are currently listening to SWN, the Stoball Wrestling Network, on TMB Studios. Alright, we are back here on the Stoball Wrestling Network. Talking about wrestling, and now it's time to watch some wrestling. One of the things I do too much of anyways. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to watch, uh, we're going to have a little watch along here, and it's going to be an all-elite wrestling matchup. We've been talking so much about AEW, I wanted to do an AEW match, uh, Chris. Yeah. And, you know, I thought about doing one or two matches and stuff like that, and we'll probably do that at a later date. But I came across this one that's on YouTube, and I just had to do it. I had to do it because it was one of the most talked about matches, well, of this year. And, it, and you know, it might still be in the conversation uh, and whatnot. Yeah, it, it definitely uh, is one of the topper matches uh, on AEW's. Uh, list of top matches. Yeah, um, and it is Omega, or Kenny Omega, versus John Moxley, the Lights Out match from Full Gear. Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and get this started. Um, you'll find the match online. It has a little bit of an intro. And it doesn't have the entrances, but it goes straight to the nitty-gritty into the matchup. So we're going to go ahead and kick things off right now in three, two, one. And we got a little bit of, uh, it's Wrestling Insect, uh, in case y'all didn't know. I don't even know what that is. I know, it's okay. the person who uploaded it. Um, um, but here we have um, them well, just starting off they, in the ring. They didn't waste they didn't, no time. <laughs> well, they started off in the ring, and they but they didn't show the entrances or anything like that. Yeah. And this matchup had been hyped for so long. Because, like, when Omega, or well, I'm sorry, when Moxley came in to AEW, um, one of the first people he went after was Omega. Yes. And so this match happened, and it had, it had to be a Lights Out match. That's it had to be. Because there's no way you can sanction what these guys want to do in a remember match. Remember what Moxley said. He, he talked to, um, it was actually Tony Khan, who, uh, in the backstage segment, we didn't even see Tony. We just saw his... Uh, locker his uh, office area. Yeah, and uh, he told him that it had to be an unsanctioned match, and Moxley told him basically, uh, <laughs> "You mean to tell me we're fighting and this isn't even sanctioned? Uh, there's nothing that comes from this." And, and the reason that he wasn't happy about it was because that means then it won't count. So like, yep. you know, so like, it doesn't this matter. Could basically, mean like, 
like if it was a sanctioned match, it could mean you know a number one contender look mm-hmm. at kind of thing, but it's not. It didn't mean squat, and that's what he said. Basically, what happens to Kenny Omega is on your hands now. Yeah. And already Basically, we got the trash can, the, the quintessential trash can, trash can lid. That was a sound effect for the hit because we couldn't actually have the volume up. Um, that's basically what happened. He knocked the shit out of him with that trash can lid. Uh, God damn, Chris, you disgusting ass. Hey, don't worry about what I do. Oh, floor outside the ring. Oh, nice. And of course, these are just two guys who love wrestling. Yeah. They love getting, like, that's when you can tell someone who loves wrestling. And what I mean by that is they want to be creative. You know? Yes, did they go over their matchup probably before, well. Whoa! Oh, holy shit. He literally, like, leapfrogged and flew through the air like Luke Kane. He is a Mortal Kombat fan. He is a huge gamer, too. Yeah, but that was crazy. Um, oh, we play on it. Look at this. Boom! Lord, he he jumped higher than he did on Okada in uh, Japan when they did like somewhat of a spot similar. Uh, a little bit of beer, which he does not drink. Well, but definitely use it upside somebody's head. Yes, this is very true. That was a six. That was an eighteen ounce can. I think <laughs> Moxley is wearing an elbow pad for this too, because I think. He might have had some kind of staph infection or yes, something like that. Yes, he had a staph infection uh, during this time, and it um, came from uh, a previous matchup that he had. Actually, it came from the surgery, too, that he had, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like a bit of both. Ooh, double stuff. But he wasn't going to miss it twice. Like, oh, no, no, no. Like, He's like, nope, this one's advertised. We're oh, doing it. Of course, it. yeah. When you go up against somebody like Kenny Omega, and this is a dream match, because you never would have thought in a million years this would happen. Yeah. You don't give up that opportunity a second time. Well, I mean, he didn't want to give it up the first time. Especially after no the choice. promo that Kenny cut on him. I mean, the, the whole feud in general. I love the way that they did this. Jesus Christ. Thing, just here they go. Beer They're on fighting. top of beer. They're fighting all throughout the crowd. Now what are you doing, Kenny? Raise it up. Know. Oh no! Doesn't matter. Knocks <laughs> he said. He said he's not doing anything. I am. He pushed him off. It'll make it face where first. Was, like, why didn't they let Moxley look like this? What? Why? Why did he have to wear a tank top? Because clearly he doesn't need to wear a tank WWE top. WWE really didn't know what they had or who they had. And actually, if I mean, you know, and I can believe this because you listen to uh, mocks on, like, in, in interviews and stuff like that, you know, for some reason, his character and Vince McMahon, like, Vince McMahon just wanted him to be this crazy, you know, does like, stupid guy kind of thing. Yeah. Or whatnot. And Moxley was like, no, like... Uh, that's not what I... He had this in mind, kind of thing. Yeah. Or maybe he didn't even have this in mind. Maybe, you know, he did something different here. But um, in Japan, he wears, you know, something different. He doesn't wear pants like that. He wears um, he has short, shorts. short tights. Um, which, you know, goes back to his old... Like, he, he used to wear tights um, in CZW. Yeah. I mean, it's just... 
Mox never had the opportunity to be Mox in barbed wire bat. Do they get barbed wire bats? Here's a barbed wire. All right, what's he got in mind here? Watch. Oh, watch this. Well, whatever mind. it was, it didn't matter. Nope. Oh, knife edge Omega chops from fight. Omega. Oh, oh, right to the gut. oh, right to oh, the back. Oh, there it is. There it is. And look at the way Omega sold. He sold, he did a complete split. And there's that Mox walk. And he leans back, just kind of struts a bit. Yeah. I love Moxley. Then get right Moxley in the rest has found, like, oh! his whole, oh my god, look at that. <laughs> I like the fact that they did that. Because it actually shows that there is damage being done. Unlike some other promotions, it just you hit it, you don't ever see any results from it. It's just kind of like implied. Yeah, pretty much, which I never understand. Oh! That's got to suck. Oh! You know that's painful. Oh, my God. Oh, he stomped on it, dude. Oof. Yep, they ain't much selling to that. If I'm not mistaken, this is Mox. The, <laughs> this is the matchup that got in, got him in trouble with the athletic commission. Actually, yeah, I heard something about that, which is the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever. It heard. It was actually a WC, a former WCW uh, referee that uh, turned up in, was it not? Really, I believe so. Yeah, I, I can't remember the guy's name. Um, but yeah, they got they reported this matchup. Uh, because of the blood and everything, and um, yeah, they got in trouble. They actually got fined for it, surprisingly, which didn't affect Tony Khan in any way, shape, or well, form. Well, that was stupid didn't give a shit. fuck. They already knew it was going to happen. Yeah, but for what? Like, okay, so the, because there was blood, or they didn't know about it, or they what? They claimed they didn't know about it. I, I can't remember exactly what happened. Yeah, but actually, the blood in this wasn't even, you know... Um, it was something that happened. I it can't was, remember what, but it it wasn't uh, blade. Um, yeah, blood. It was it was legit. They got cut. Well, it was. I don't remember what, but I do know that. Oh, Paul John, kind like how Mick Foley used to do it, and they flattened that trash can too, boy. Yeah, that poor referee. Tell me the re Tell me that they didn't know that uh, this matchup was going to be like this. Now the freaking referee's got gloves on, for Christ's sake. What I mean, what, I'm not talking about this. What I'm talking about is, like, uh, some of the blood in this oh. is not, it, it's not well, I, like the wrestler did it. It's, right. It legit, it's a legit cut. It's a legit cut, but the, they got fined over this match, in general. Yeah, I know, which is the stupidest thing. How? Like, yeah, how do you get fined really, really with a matchup? Like, how do you get fine on a stage presentation? Here's my thing is, I'm just curious why wrestling still has to fall under athletic commission to begin with. That's a very good point because, I mean, you know, oh. Oh, barbed wire broom. Yep, a barbed wire broom, which he had been teasing that on Dynamite, too. That is adorable right there. And we're like, holy, look at this. Here's the cleaner. That's, yeah, that's glimpses of the cleaner. Oh! Damn! But he threw that trash can. What? That was a shade of old school. Oh, look out. Oh! Oh! <laughs> right in the head! Shake it off. Oh, damn. Make like Taylor Swift. <laughs> Make like Tay Tay. 
Back again with the broom. Yep, here we go. Barbie. Oh! oh! That can't feel good. I mean, the barbed wire one thing, but broom bristles don't feel good against skin either way. It's just... I don't know. Well, now that really ain't going to feel good. Oh! No, he's going to clean him. Oh! Oh, God! Now he's oh! stomped. Oh, my oh, God! Oh, my blood. God! Look at the blood! Never mind. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my Locks God. I forgot. I forgot about that part in this matchup. See, this is why I chose this matchup, because, like, when we were looking on YouTube, I just saw it, and I was just like, man, I really want to Look, that woman is match. upset. Like, oh, my God, he's bleeding. Well, of course. It's again, but, it, again, it's, it's an unsanctioned match. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't think I've ever seen a, a back bleed like that. Ah! Right up the forehead. I've seen that, obviously. That's a very typical used spot in barbed wire matches. But it's effective, so why not? Here we go. Oh! Dropped a hole. Right into the... In the barbed wire. Yeah, here and comes Omega, Omega off the ropes. Again. Leap oh, Lord, his movement to the barbed wire. He caught his own wrist on that yeah, one. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that looks that looks a little painful there, um, oh, Omega. Oh, my God. Dude, I, I, like, I called it, too, when they, like, announced this match, and I said, it, and, like, it was a lights-out match. First of all, if, if, you, if these guys were just to have a regular matchup, like... I just knew if you put these two together in the ring, there's no... T like, these are two of the most creative minds when it comes to putting on a match. And they would literally probably do anything. Yeah. And, I mean, you're seeing it right here. We got another trash can in the ring now. It's used quite a bit in this... He's going to put it over the camera that's on the end of the, of the uh, actual ring post. I guess so. We're about to see here. You can't escape. That's that. That's what he did. And then, yeah, it's that roll through. Here it is. Oh, he's going to grab the trash can with it. Oh! oh! He didn't get all of it. He got, like, enough of it he to mess enough. up the side. He got enough. It's like, I know. Shit, I know. I messed up. I know. And again, here's the thing. If if I'm a ref in this thing, right, my job is simple. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to count. Well, I mean, unless it's a, a three count or something. But this is a non-sanctioned matchup, so you're not responsible for the rules, basically. Basically. Oh, what what is the fuck? Oh, yeah, I remember this. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Was that a floor You haven't seen this with... yet, Chris. That is what you think it... Yes. Her reaction just said it all. A floor mat covered with mouse traps. That's mouse traps. It's fucking mouse traps. Jesus, Louises. How what? did they not all set off? Um. That doesn't make... That's just crazy. Just well, the slightest movement would set the... Oh, okay, here we go. Moxley's back up. No, that's not entirely true. The well, way he's stumbling. You know, Omega did it kind of thing. 
they will not explode or anything like that. But here we go. Moxley fighting back. Oh, now Moxley definitely bloody. Never mind. I didn't realize oh, how me. bad the cuts were. Oh, yeah. Boom! Oh, look at that. Jesus. Here we go. Look at that. Look at the eye. Yeah, his eye is messed up right now. What? Oh, in God. The world? Those are mouse traps. That's. Oh, my God. Again, those are mouse traps. And they hurt whenever they see Yeah, snap. oh, shit. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, my God. And he's rolling in it. He had to make sure he got every one of them. He didn't get all of them. He's still got half a board left. I don't want... I don't think Jeez. he should. Jeez. You know, it had to be painful. All that metal snapping on you. Apparently, he's willing to do that. I don't know what oh, wrestler in the history crazy. of wrestling has ever said, yeah, I want to land on a bunch of... Mick Foley traps. and Terry Funk. They didn't even say that. Not that they wouldn't have done it, they but... They said, yeah, I'll do it. You think about the death matches that they had in Japan? Well, they did, but none of them had mouse traps. Yes, they have barbed wire explosion, but that's... What is that? Stuff. That is a gold chain. Big-ass gold chain. That's... A, that, dude, look at how long that fucking thing is. Well, what's up with all the chain? In a milk crate, nonetheless. Hey. I don't know. You gotta return that back to the milk guy. Gotta get credit I don't for know, that. but look at look at that chain, man. Oh, that can't that's not gonna feel good. Jesus. Let's kick him right to the face. Well, yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh no, no, no. Oh! oh right on the chain. I didn't know this match was gonna be that bad. That's what that chick looked like in the in the crowd right there. Okay, I was uh, wondering what the hell. Yeah, that was. she just had this look on her face, like, "Honey, you told me this was gonna be entertaining. You didn't tell me it was gonna be bloody." Well, um, just wait, sweetheart. <laughs> wait, I do know. Is he, is I he do doing know a, a lot? A neck I do remember a lot about this. He's going for a neck breaker. Oh, right in oh, the back right of the head. The goddamn chain too. Cover. Just a Obviously one. not. You know how often it is to see a one count in professional? Oh, look. Oh, no, look. He was just like, oh, like, kicked out at one. Oh, I get to keep going. I love Moxley. He's so good. He hit me again. Oh, one more time. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kicking <laughs> the shit out of you. Yep, just kick me. Just said, fuck it. That's a chain. Here he goes. Looks like he's playing with spaghetti. Oh, in the oh, mouth. right in the mouth. Definitely would be looked down upon in this coronavirus. I was like, yep, hey, hey, is that social distancing safe? Did y'all sanitize that before you used it? Hell, did they sanitize the mousetraps? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um, but damn, holy shit. I think you're going to swab the inside of uh, Omega's nose after he gets done with this matchup. You might have a couple of diseases after this. All right. Jesus. Oh, no, no, no. Oh! And he didn't oh, hit him damn. flat, Edge. He didn't even hit he him caught flat. caught him corner. That might have hurt Across the bridge of the nose. And look, Moxley even might have, like, grabbed him. Like, motherfucker. Yeah, he's, he's actually he's hurt. Swinging. He's swinging across the bridge of uh, Omega's nose. 
It is amazing to me. Oh, here, let's do it right now. <laughs> yes. It is amazing to me how Omega has never had a major injury. I know. Like, he's walking around fine. I mean, I'm sure he's in pain somewhat, but he is, he's, he was born to be an athlete. Let's definitely put it that yeah, way. Yeah, that's he truth is, on that one. a physical specimen. Oh, you're a Nagi. And uh, it's not necessarily it was on a chain, but it, you know, was still awesome. Box, what are you doing now? Whatever the hell. Outside for some more toys. At this point. What does he want? He's okay. looking for something. Because everything that you use in a match is under the ring for some reason. Every stinking thing. Apparently not what he's looking for. No. What is that? No. He oh, what that. is that? That's a screwdriver. Is it a screwdriver right. or an ice pick? That's an ice pick. That's like a... Uh, no, I wouldn't say that's an ice pick. or. It looks like it. That's an ice pick. What in the world... Omega using a fistful of chains. Oh, there we go. Well, he didn't hit him with it. That was an elbow. Oh, I see. Oh, that's a screwdriver. Told you. Anyways. Oh. Oh, no. Oh. Backdrop again on the chain. Good God. Jesus. They are beating the shit out of Where's Jim Ross's famous? Somebody stop the damn match. He actually, like, he uses a really good JR uh, euphemism in this. Well, And I wouldn't even necessarily a euphemism of his, but it's just, like, when you hear it, it's like, okay, yeah, I can really tell that it's JR. Like, it's the suplex onto barbed wire, which, if you, I, you haven't seen this yet, no. so you'll see what, uh, what I mean by that. Um, but it was, like, the suplex and, um... JR was just like, oh my god, oh my. Oh! What are we seeing? The mutilation of two grown athletes who hate each other so badly. I was like, thank God Excalibur <laughs> did not talk when that yeah. happened. Because oh! it was JR's moment there. Um, Snapdragon. And that looked a little painful. Well, he probably. I mean. We're doing it again? No, not yet. He's biting Biting the face. Snapdragon again. Because that is Kenny Omega. He snapdragons people. We got the chain again. Here we go. We've got the chain. Oh, he's going to choke the shit he's out He's wrapping it around his throat. Is he going to actually do to him it's what uh, Mox was getting ready to do to him a minute ago? It's Throw it's him over the top action. rope. Here we go. Yep. Oh! That's what it is. Choking oh, life out of him. Oh, he's choking the shit out of him. It's a hangman horrors match. Another TNA. Another brilliant idea from TNA. <laughs> it's like I'll just nonchalantly take this off. You motherfucker. <laughs> well, I would, I'd, I'd be like, get the fuck off me. <laughs> got a gold chain. Got a mouse trap. Who the fuck wrote this damn thing? Lil John? 
<laughs> Anyways. You run a roast, motherfucker. I don't give a fuck. Good uh, God. Oh, we got oh, right the, the table. table. I forgot about that. Look at the pain on uh, Omega's face. Jesus. And that oh, was a beautiful that. suicide dive over the top. Beautiful. That is not a suicide dive. It, look, he basically killed his fucking self. It's a suicide dive if I say it is. That's a, okay. There was a senton flip over the top rope, okay? There you go. But I'll it, accept. But no, a suicide dive is a move that is used way too... I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it's overutilized. That. But I'll say suicide dive because he basically killed his fucking self with that move. He basically died. Okay. I'll say what I want to say. But yeah, Senton flip over the top <laughs> rope, into the table and into Moxley. And I now they're trying to find more shit under the ring. He's and why like, does he look so fucking happy? Because... He's sadistic he's fuck. Nuts. Yes, the most sadistic. God, and I thought... But you have no idea how sadistic I thought me be. and Charlie Anarchy went at it before in fucking hardcore oh. matches. Oh, no. I know what a black bag in pro wrestling matches means. That's a black bag. Alright, so it's one of two things. Well, it's either Jake the Snake's bag, (laughs) and it doesn't have a snake in it, or it's... What is it? Or it's thumbtacks? No. No. Oh my god. Shards of glass? That That is glass. It is shards of glass. Well, this is a new one on me. Usually it's thumbtacks. No. It's glass. Oh, what the hell? No, what the hell? Oh, he's That's gotta it. be plexiglass. Oh, oh my god! Oh! Oh my god, no! No, just... No, I can't do it! Oh, and, and I thought watching somebody... Break their fingers. Oh my god. He literally just gave him a paper cut and with now glass. He's stomping the glass into pieces. He literally just gave him a paper cut with glass. Fuck that. Right in between the fingers. Right in between the witch. Oh my god. Ah! Oh my lord Jesus. Look at it. He's shaking his head like, no, we're doing this. No wonder they got sued. <laughs> Right? Might as well. Fuck. I wonder what the fucking paperwork looked on that. Let's list the ways. Fucking, uh... Oh, here we go. Oh, my God. No. Back body drop. No! Look at it sticking in his back! Oh, my God! No! The referee's got glass in his hand! Can you imagine what Renee Young was like after this match was over? She tweeted during the match. She said, I don't like this. Oh, yeah. I remember that now. Now, obviously, you know, she's... Let's fix our pants while we're laying in a fucking pile of glass, Moxley. Moxley doesn't care. Looks like, fuck it. I got glass in my back. Oh, my my God! What is that? I'm exhausted. Shit. Oh! Oh my god, a sharpshooter. You're gonna put him in the sharpshooter? A fucking sharpshooter. He can't tap out, there's glass everywhere. Yeah, that's the that's actually the point. He, he, he's trying to crawl across the glass. Oh my god, he's Jesus. crawling through the glass. Oh 
my god. Good grief. Oh my god. Look at his back. It doesn't, I mean, yeah, look, the referee's even telling him, he's like, it doesn't matter. I, like, like you can get to the ropes all you want to. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's unsanctioned. Who cares? Like, the pinfall can count what anywhere. What are you doing, Mox? You're picking up pieces. No, that's oh, Omega, that Omega's you picking up pieces. Mox is just laying over there on the ground, just fucked up. I don't, I don't know. I, I, he's grabbing the biggest shards. He's grabbing shards of glass. I forgot exactly what he was doing with them. Is he going to blow them? that in his face? Or is he just showing it? No, I don't know what he's doing. What in the hell? I forgot. What is he doing? No! No! He's trying to feed it to him? He's trying to put it in his... Oh my god, what the hell? Oh my god! Oh my god. Oh! Bow! Oh! A suplex on the grass! Oh! Feet trigger! Oh my god. Here he goes. What's it, what they got? Oh my oh. god, he slipped. I think he slipped. Yeah, he slipped. But it still looked good. I yeah. mean, it still worked. He still got it in his hand, too. Here we he go. He it across. Jesus. This is insane. I forgot how insane this match was. Now you see why I picked this match, right? This is crazy. And now they're on the ramp. What do you think about them bringing that ramp thing back? The the, the huge ramp that connects to the ring like old school WCW? Yeah. I actually think that's unique. That's a screwdriver for those uh, keeping track at home. Yeah, not a nice pick like I originally thought, but can be used as one. This is um, what it, I mean, yeah, it can be used as anything. Omega's got it this sadistic like look in his eye. Uh, he's been having this sadistic look. It's more worse now than it was originally. Oh, my God. What in the hell is happening? Well, Ref, you did have gloves on. He, he had to take it off because it had glass in it. Oh, not the forehead. Oh. I'm just going to write my name right here. Oh, my God. It's like, oh, I can't do an O with this thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> well. Jesus. Not like he wasn't trying, though. This is the fucked up part. What is he doing? Oh, okay. So this was the spot I was telling you about. So when I said he suplexes him in barbed wire, just, um... Oh, wait. Here come the Bucks. Well, it's because he's telling them to bring out something. And even Hangman Page. Now, this was before Page had a drinking problem. <laughs> uh, but he's like, no, I'm telling you, bring what I want out here. They're like, okay. Look at the. They're just like, are you serious? Or, or, yeah. Or, you really want you, this? You want this? You well, want he's, this. he's. Yeah, but what is it that that they don't want to bring out, Chris? Because. Oh. Holy hell. 
razor. That's razor wire. That's razor wire. That's like razor barbed wire, basically. And, oh my god. Can you only imagine, Chris? Oh no, I can. Whoa, 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 never mind. My imagination just completely went out the fucking window. Oh no. One-winged angel. One-winged angel. Nope, Moxie blocks it. What is oh, this? hell no. Oh. Oh, he blocked the beat trigger. No, 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 no. Are you serious? Oh! And you just I heard JR. You just heard it, right? Look at the pain. Fucking Mox is good twitching. Good lord. I mean, good, oh my god. Look out. Oh! Page in the back. Yeah. They're just like, what, what the fuck? Like... Oh my god. Jesus. I don't give a fuck how many bumps we take. There's no way that that didn't hurt. Well, that's almost guaranteed to hurt. Now everybody's out there. Try to get them out. Yeah, because they can't get out on their own. Well, yeah, they're, they're getting them out. Look, they literally got everyone. Yeah, Turner put Jesus. back on the gloves, but that's because they got gloves that don't have glass in them. Because he got glass in the gloves. Yeah. Mox climbed down on his own. Look at that. There's Cutler. There's Christopher Daniels. Yeah. I think. Right? I could be wrong. I don't know. But, yeah, they're trying to get them out of the barbed wire. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this match is not done. Well, no shit. It's an They're still moving. Well, it's an unsanctioned match, too. They just did that to get them out of the barbed wire. They're going to attempt to try to... Well, he's like, get the fuck out I of here. I just punched oh, the that. damn official. Because he's like, get out of here. We're settling something. Now, what the fuck? Oh, no, no, no. What the fuck? Not the, not the set piece. Oh my god. Hit him with a lighting fixture. Yeah, hit him with the. Jeez. Dude, those things are heavy as fuck. Those things are heavy and expensive. And then. Oh no. What are you about to do, Omega? V-Trigger! Right through the set piece! Dude, holy shit! And that wasn't a pretty fall. There's not much space in there to land. Good God Almighty. That is amazing. And I'm pretty sure that doesn't feel good on Moxley's knees. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure, sure that doesn't feel good that on Omega's knees nice. who actually delivered it. Mox, what the fuck is stuck to your forehead? The tape from Omega. Some of his tape was coming off. So actually, he took some of the tape off to cover up his hand that was cut. See, see the tape swinging from his thing. Yeah. Well, it's because the tape got loose, but he did. He tried to cut some of it. Not really cut it, but like 
uh, transfer it over to his hand because it was bleeding. Yeah. Omega's still slowly getting up. Moxley is already out of the, the, the set. Omega's looking oh like, what the hell God. do I got to do? Oh, my God. Look at that look. And here they go. Where are they going now? Dude, they've literally Grief. just battled everywhere. I mean, in my opinion, if you're a fan, you got your money's worth. Oh, this yeah. Match. This is definite. Like, you knew that this was going to be crazy. You knew it was going to be out of I said it, too. I said, what in the hell are they going to come up with? And... He's a broken piece of again, table. We're still finding out. Yeah, it's a broken Kick. piece of table. Dirty knees! In the glass! And he spiked it! And he kicked out? Of course. Fuck, he kicked out? That Dirty Deeds doesn't beat people all the time. Um, If you know what I mean. Like, yeah. like, like, well, not Dirty Deeds, but Paradigm Shift. Yeah. That Paradigm Shift, it does beat people, but it doesn't um, always beat them. Now, you can walk over mousetraps like that, especially if they've already been sprung. But Wait, look what, at what, what he what, is what, doing. Whoa, 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 we're cutting the apron ties? Why are we cutting the apron ties? What the fuck? No, are you about? To, he's about to expose the wood. Oh, so he's got to be exposing the, the wood. <laughs> exposing the business. It's a paradigm shift. Right. Come on, folks. Um, is he going to expose the wood? Um, the answer to that would be yes. Yes, it's obvious. What in the world, though? He's like, nope, not going to go down that aisle. Look at it. Oh, here it comes. Yeah, but that's just the first part of it. You got to pull the padding back, too. He's like, would you give me a minute, motherfucker? I'm tired. <laughs> Is what he just said to you. Like, well, good for him. Got him having flashbacks of breaking good down Flatline's ring. Good Lord. Look at that. Oh, my God. All the two-by-fours. Look at it, though. They're exposing the... Oh, my God. That's all plank wood. Yes, it is. Ugh. I took a bump on that one time. It wasn't fun. Well, they're about to. Oh, God. What in the hell? Oh, file driver. It's no, TNA no, no. all oh, over oh, again. Jesus. No, nope. Back body drop. Oh, my God. Oh, that hurt. That had to hurt. He back dropped him on the exposed wood. Oh, oh, V trigger to the back. back. Right in the neck area. Oh, look out. Oh, no. One wing angel. No. Nope. Oh, looked like he was going for. Oh, he, he gave it. The paradigm, paradigm shift. shift. And he kicks out at two. Well, he ain't going to get beat with his own move. It would have been sweet. I'm sure it would have, but. 
No, it wouldn't. <laughs> that was just intense <laughs> kind of thing. Right? Good lord. And the AE dub chant. Well, I'm sure there is. There was. It just happened. There was there were chants of that all night. Uh during this pay per view. This pay per view was pretty good. I don't think they've just had like a terrible pay per view yet. Well, you know, you ask other people, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Alright. What in the hell is Omega? What in the hell are you doing, Omega? Wonder if Meltzer gave this a six stars. No, he did not. But probably it was shit. No, Meltzer. No, he he loves anything Omega does. What you talking about? What in the hell is he doing? Don't you do a shooting uh, uh, no, a court? Oh! He landed hard on his face. On exposed wood. On exposed wood, he tried to do a phoenix splash, basically. Oh my god. Think I broke my nose. Nope. No, he kicked out. Moss is like, that's it. Yeah, now we're going to finish this now. Jesus. Oh, what in the hell is he doing? Okay, he can barely get him up. What in the hell? Jeff Dealer on the wood! Oh, that's it. Omega's out. Yes, that's it. That had to be the finish. Jesus. He was dead. It actually looked like there was more planned. The way Mox was hitting that uh, mat right there just then. Omega loves to spike things, doesn't he? He does. He does not care. He does not care. He he just knows how to spike. Yeah, get some medical attention because he's fucked up. I'm sure he they, is. They probably had more planned for this match, but uh, I think Kitty got hurt really bad on that one, and uh, they had to end it. He's upset. He's, like, physically upset. No, I don't think they had anything more planned. I'm pretty sure everything happened. Well, maybe he's just upset because uh, he got hurt. Or maybe he's just, you know, it's just like, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm done. But, yeah. Holy shit. What a hell of a match. Didn't I tell you about this match, Chris? Yeah, this match was crazy. It was insane. (laughs) (laughs) Look at Moxley on that. Jeez. Oh, Moxley is amazing. This whole I, I, I love this matchup. It was so great. It was so fucking um it was brutal and yet it was like it was both it was hardcore and it was flashy. Yeah. The Omega's still barely moving. He's just a what good What the fuck s- is Mox doing? He's just staring him down. He's just a good seller. I, 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 I can guarantee dude, he's walking around fine right now. Oh yeah, he is. They both are. He was literally just in the stampede match that we talked about. And Omega was in a match with Brody Lee. So we know they're fine. <laughs> but this mean, obviously left them with a Mox couple Lee of stars. in a match with Brody I, that's Lee. That's what I said. I said Mox. You, no, you clearly said Omega. 
Stop shoving boards Which in my mouth. Which is not Moxley. Or I will do to you what they did to each other right there. <laughs> I'll do that to you. I'm not scared of you. You you can't even pull off a V-trigger. Yes, I can. Yours looks more like a W-trigger. How the fuck would you know? I've never even done a V-trigger, but I can do it. Here, let's test that theory out. No, I don't want to test it. <laughs> Backdrop on the exposed steel wood. Or, yeah. Yeah, exposed wood. Steel wood? Yeah, the steel wood. <laughs> it's brand new. Oh, my God. The paradigm shift. Good God. No, he's, he's not pissed about that. Like I can guarantee you they pretty much hit everything that they wanted to hit in this match. They did everything that they wanted to do. And good God almighty. But did they not look like they had this unbelievable chemistry as oh, yeah. well? They did. It's almost guaranteed that they did. Just in general. And I would love to see them go at it again. And I'd actually love to see them go at it for the AEW Championship. Well, you know, that could very well happen um, soon coming up here. We, we don't know. You know, I'm very interested. Well, it's not going to happen coming up soon because uh, Brian Cage gets that opportunity, which we talked about. But that was this matchup, the lights out match from full gear of this year, actually. Yes. Um, from AEW. And, yeah, dude, this matchup was, uh, it was insane, wasn't it? Oh, um, Actually, this wasn't from this year. This was from uh, 2019. Yeah, it was last year's yeah and it type was, of thing. Um, it was great though. I loved it. I I I, I love this matchup. I've I like I said, I've been such an AEW fan, and um, I I think that everyone saying that well they need to do this and they need to do that. I'm like maybe they are planning to do it. They're just not doing it right now. Type right. of thing or, or whatnot. Or maybe they do have that star in the making and they're just, they're slowly buying their time, especially with all of this coronavirus stuff going on and everything like that. But that was an awesome matchup. I urge everyone to go check that out. Chris, yes. where, where can they find that again? You can find it on YouTube. It is a wrestling insect. Uh, type in, um, this is what I typed in. I typed in Kenny Omega's best matches and it was one of the first uh, results. So you can go check that out. It is a 45-minute well, match. Well, you can't find a lot of their New Japan stuff on YouTube no. because um, New Japan does a great job of, uh, you know, keeping their shit there. So. Yeah. But you can find this match on there. It's definitely worth a watch. Check it out. Yes. Uh, you're going to be blown away by it. Oh, my God. it was it, it, It's it's amazing. I, I loved it. Um, I'm loving AEW right now. I'm loving the product. I will be watching this Wednesday again. Uh, to find out what's going to happen from from this pay-per-view that was awesome. Yep. Um, I know we didn't really talk about WWE or anything else, but that I didn't want to on this episode. Just wanted to cover a lot of AEW because, like I said, I was blown away by Double or Nothing this past Saturday. It was great. Um, I loved, like I said, I just, I've, I've been loving every minute of it. And I hope you are loving the Stovall Wrestling Network. Because it is that time, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. yes, yes, it is that time. We have come to the end of another episode here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. But we will be back! 
to cover more news about pro wrestling. Talk about wrestling, the past, the present, and possibly what could be the future. And speaking of the future, like I said at the beginning of the program, I had a few major announcements about TMB Studios. Really? And it also includes dealing with Stovall Wrestling Network. Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, in the next couple of months, you're going to see a few changes on the website. We're still going to be heavily involved with the podcast format, but we are going to do some video formatting. And with that being said, there will be a new show for SWN. Mm. As well, we're going to be diving a little bit into some Patreon-exclusive content that only you can check out uh, if you become a member of our Patreon page. And we will have more information on that in the future. But yes, we are. I was about to say, I'm sitting here like the announcers at WCW Nitro in 2000. I don't have a format in front of me, so I didn't know (laughs) this was going to happen. So Didn't know it was going to happen, but we are diving into some video formatting. SWN will have a video show of some sort in the near future. When that time arrives, we will make that major announcement right here on SWN. And we will have exclusive Patreon content. For our Patreon subscribers, we will be sure to give you that information yes. when that becomes available. So big things coming up real soon. Uh, keep your eyes peeled on TMB Studios because it's going to be uh, incredible to see all this come to fruition. And we can't do it without you, the fans, mm-hmm. who continuously check out everything we have each and every week, especially you, the SWN Fan Nation, yes. who, who are consistently listening to the SWN podcast. So I know all of you will follow us on this incredible journey as soon as uh, we get ready to take those steps and get moving in those directions. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 been an exciting time, uh, especially in these trying times uh, and everything like that. And uh, like I said, I hope you all are still staying safe, staying healthy. I hope we have provided uh, some entertainment for you here. Again, talking about all elite wrestling on this episode, but we do what we do. Every time, which is talk about pro wrestling here on Stovall Wrestling Network. And there's going to be, like you said, a lot of big things coming your way uh, in the coming months. But that's going to be in the coming months. As for now, we are out of time here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. He's Mr. TMB Studios' Chris Dickens. I am the one and only Caleb Stovall. Happy wrestling, everyone. Peace out. Love you all.